We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
What up, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Yahoo Show. I'm your host for this one, Head Chopper, joined by Kirk Deese. Kirk, he bailed on me on Tuesday, but we still did a pretty good lineup with me and Big Chief. We, we still we still hammered it home. Can't, can't complain about making money. So, But Kirk is here today. So, uh, guys, we're going to build a Yahoo lineup. It's going to be fun stuff. We're going to take you all, all through some tools here on RG for tonight. Uh, get you ready for this big 15-game slate. Whew, we got so much to talk about. 15 games, 15 games. Like, come on, it's just baseball. We can knock that out in like, I will, that won't take us like 20 minutes with it and do pitching for, you know, 45 minutes. We're going to knock it out. But so many things to get to before I even want to get to that, Kurt. I want to know, first off, did you enjoy or did you at least watch the last couple of games of the NBA Finals? And what was your thoughts on that game last night, man? I just felt bad, man. I felt for the Warriors in general. Like uh, KD was enough, and then Clay. You know, I mean, the, it didn't shock me at all. I thought the Warriors were dead. If you know, you needed a full strength Clay to even give them a chance. Um, it, I just felt bad watching it. You know, so I mean, I, I've I've kind of mentally tuned out. I had uh, no skin in the game since uh, since my boy the Celtics uh, disappointed. We got we we had one good solid day of a lot of trash talk when they uh, took yeah. that first game. That that was the the peak of my season right there. That was and it. Then, uh, and then it crashed and burned. But uh, so yeah, I, I feel bad. I mean, Toronto was a great team, right? Like they were completely well rounded team. They did a lot of good off season move. I mean, a lot of in season uh, acquisitions and uh, a big off season. Kawhi Kawhi's always been my favorite player. Um, from a, just a player standpoint. So it was, it was good to see him win. They, uh, Warriors didn't just get hit for the playoffs. They suffered some things that are going to cost them maybe next year too. That's pretty amazing how the, how the tides changed there in Oakland for those boys. But uh, it was a fun finals and, you know, I, I rather enjoyed it. It was entertaining. So, oh man, we got a 15 game slate. You ready? Almost. I, I just wanted to apologize for missing that show, um, and I well, wanted you to guess the reason why. It's funny. The reason actually why I missed the show. I'm going to guess. guess. It had it has something to do with Phil. Yep. And guess what he had done that day? Dental work. Yeah, he had his he had his yearly dental appointment, and uh, it was funny that I was on a show with you, and then I got stuck in major traffic. So uh, apologize for that. But uh, no, anyway, okay. If you if you're taking care of that man's teeth, then I can't. There's no there's no complaints there. His smile's looking good now. That's good. That's good to hear, man. Uh, we, we always promote the, uh, you know, the the pets out there, all, all the dogs out there who don't have homes. You got to go out there, guys. Adopt you a dog. Get you a dog. Don't don't go out and pay like five hundred for some premier dog breed that you know you're going to take to the show. Go out there to the shelter and get one that's going to get put to sleep. It's always good that you do that. So, uh, with that being said, I need to need to break break some of this down here on on some of the promos we got going on. First off, guys. Like and subscribe button. That is our friend here. If you can do the, if you can do us a favor and hit the like and subscribe buttons on these videos, on the RG YouTube stuff, RG YouTube page, that'd be phenomenal, guys. That helps pay the bills here for the fellas, and uh, you know that's always fun. Also, we got another promo thing going on here. Call it a promo slash reward type of thing, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But it's the RG badge promo, right? So that's what we're going to call it. The RG badge promo where you sign up. Uh, for a site, DraftKings FanDuel. You go into the thing where you do your avatar, you know, your badge, they call it. Get the RG avatar, the RG badge. Download that. Put that as your avatar. If you finish in the top 10 of a tournament, 
you're going to get a special, I think the, I think you get like a month free subscription thing or, or some, something or another. Like, it's a great promotion just for wearing the badge and winning. So this month, we have some guys. I want to give some credit to some guys out there who, who ended up uh, doing really well here. Wang Wang Nation. Wang Nation. Yeah, Wang Nation. I, 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 miss, I miss, saw that. After. It's Wang Nation as in Wang, you know, Wang Nation. We got Gurge, G-E-R-G, Gurge. Gurge did well. W. Davis, 1982. I'm going to guess that some, somebody like Wade Davis and his birthday's 1982. W. Davis, 1982. And then Fans, 82. P-H-A-N-S, Fans, 82. So all those guys did real well rocking their RG badge here recently. So going to give them a special, special shout out. Whew. So many, so much stuff to take care of here. And we still got this 15 gamer here. I need to, I'm trying to pull up my, I'm trying to pull up my old history here from the other day on, on the, uh, on the show. I want to say we, me and Chief did pretty well, but I can't pull it up right now. we got too much going on here. By the way, Kirk, have you seen these right here? This is called joint juice. Not the same joint juice you were promoting on Twitter the other day. I, I saw, I saw your tweet there, but. Wait, just, what did I do? <laughs> didn't you have, was that you? No, Maybe? wait, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. Jo- what joint juice? Joint. I think you had, didn't you have some paraphernalia you were, uh, you were uh. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, here, here we go. There was no juice. No, but this is this is the juice. This is not the same kind of joint juice. This is for joints for like oh, your joint juice. Okay, I thought you said joint. Yeah, you, you got the yeah, you, you got the other stuff. Um legally. Ah, point being here. I might add legally. Yes. I would never I would never assume you did that illegally. That'd be terrible. But we got this big 15 gamer, Kirk. We gotta get into it. I'm going to lean on your knowledge here today, just like I did with Big Chief, because uh, you guys are fully into the baseball swing. I'm just now getting into it with basketball winding down. So uh, I'm going to rely on you quite a bit here. We're going to build a lineup on Yahoo. It's going to be fun times. Hopefully we make a little money and uh, figure this thing out. So I like to do it a little bit different here on my build. We're going to go through some players, start off, starting off at pitcher, figure some things out. In fact, I got my – Hope you guys are seeing my Yahoo lineup builder page. I'm going to give you a little quick peek here behind the curtain. I'm pulling up the bat and his projections because that's what I like to go off my baseline here, a little bat action. So we pull that up for you. Then we're going to pull up the pictures and start talking about that while we build the lineup. Guys, get those questions in. There's a chance I have a, an opportunity to get to them at the end. If not, then so be it. But also the Discord chat, guys, if you want to drop questions in the Discord chat, I'll be checking in on that you know, from once, once in a while. And uh, hopefully I want to incorporate the discord chat a little bit more into the, into the show, because I think that's the future. I think discord chat is the future of the whole operations here. So we got that pictures, Kurt, are you ready? I'm ready, man. All right, let's start off. Let's just, let's just sort by salary here on Yahoo. We'll sort by salary and start off at the top. You don't have to drop your, your best guys on me yet. I just want your assessment of these elite arms that we're going to go Scherzer at the top. Cole is at the top. I would even throw Giolito into the elite arm range. Rich Hill, Blake Snell, all these guys are elite and they're priced as though they are. So give me your thoughts on this top range here. Yeah. So with all the hitting that we've had this season, this still feels like a pitching slate, right? Like, so I mean, we've got 15 games. We've got tons of studs. We've got tons of strikeouts. It's all about strikeouts. We, you're going to, pitching is the most important thing on Yahoo. Um, you know, we instill it every time we build lineups. So you're going to want to feel comfortable with the two guys you, you, you have. So I usually kind of like try to load in my two favorite pitchers and then just kind of see if I can still make lineups with, with bats that are, 
have upside. And if not, then I retool and try to, you know, try to go down to where I have to go. Um, but at the top, I mean, Scherzer is a, is a great play for sure. Um, I, pr I probably lean towards Garrett Cole here. I mean, if you can make a lineup with Scherzer Cole, then by all means do it. I think that's going to be a little tough tonight. Um, and so then we have some guys that are a little lower. So I think it's definitely going to be one of those two in your lineup that you're going to need. And then another guy that gives you a bunch of strikeout upside as well. All right. Well, start talking to me then. Give me a, give me some guy. Okay. Let me, add, let me throw a name out there for you because I think this guy is going to be rather popular, especially on maybe not so much on Yahoo, but uh, on the other sites where he's priced really down well below the other guys. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, good matchup. Decent strikeout pitcher, a lot of good things going going in his direction tonight. What do you think about it? I think he's going to be chalky. Do you think he's going to be chalky? And what do you think about it, Eduardo? Yeah, but I'm not too worried about that. I mean, there's plenty of choices around. So, um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of different ways to go. So, yeah, I, I love him. I mean, he's on my homer squad who's just terrible last night. And I got burned with uh, Price last night, which was awful. Um and you knew it was coming too. Like he had just been pitching so well the last few starts that you just knew one of those David Price implosions was just going to happen. Um, anyway, so it's all about strikeouts. Eduardo, the, the thing about Erod is, is that he struggles with his command. He has been working on a new pitch this season, like giving him a, a legit kind of a, a better slider. And um, he gets K's. And the thing about him, he's just never been able to stay healthy, but he's been pretty healthy. He does give up home runs. Yeah, it's a tough ballpark. This is his former team, um, the the Orioles. And he, I always look to play him against the Orioles. But, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of K's down in this lineup. And so I feel pretty comfortable with him, especially with the bum that they just called up who he's facing against. I mean, the win equity is absolutely extremely high here for him. So, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. He's probably going to be my SP two, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll, it's Blake Snell is only $5 more. And you, and you would prefer Blake Snell in that well, matchup. I prefer the talent of Blake Snell for, okay. Sure. The, the fair, is, fair is, enough. Is, matchup is a lot tougher, but if Snell's on Snell can K anybody, but you know, yes, the angels just don't strike out. But they're not facing Blake Snell every day. If you give them a season full of Blake Snell, their numbers are going to look a lot, a lot worse. Um, so, yeah, you're going to cap his upside a little bit because of the matchup. But if he's on, he's going to mow plenty of plenty of angels down. So I'm not worried about that. I like him. I also like Andrew Haney a lot. Now that's that's the matchup, right? But he's he's had he's every start so far. He's shown incredible K stuff. It's only been what three starts. I believe, but um, from a swinging strike rate to a K percentage, I mean, this guy's off the charts so far. Now he gets the absolute nut, uh, the best uh, strikeout matchup against the Rays in a, in a great ballpark, right? Yeah, it didn't work out so well um, for Skaggs last night, and I actually played some Skaggs um, last night, but if I'm playing Skaggs in the same matchup, I am better believe I'm willing to go play Andrew Haney in the same matchup because the, the Rays strike out the most against left-handed pitching. They're just not very good um, against left-handers in general. So I think he offers as much upside, the potential for much as, as much upside as a Snell or even even the top guys if things go well. A one versus one Haney or Erod? I mean, that's 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 really close. I, I'm probably be lying to you if I told you I, I actually like 
I don't know. I'm so torn. I, I'm going to have one of these guys. I'm not sure which one. The more I think about it, Haney is the – has. I think I like a little bit better just because some of the command issues that we see with um, with uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, also uh, the ballpark. And, like, anytime I get really high on a pitcher against the Orioles, for some – this this makes no sense statistically, sample size, yada, 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 Derek Hardy. But uh, – I just feel like they always kill me in the end somehow. Uh, anytime I keep attacking them this season, which just doesn't make any sense. Let's go a little bit cheaper then in this range. Uh, I, w- I would say Zach Davies, but I got a feeling you're going to tell me for a dollar more, I could have Erod or Haney and you're not much interested even in a good matchup, right? Yeah, not at all. I mean, there's just, he just doesn't get the K's. It's good, good on a different slate for sure. Yeah, the 15-game thing is going to change everything. All right, a guy who does have K upside and is a couple, a few dollars cheaper than that mid-range, Robbie Ray. Not a great matchup, not a bad one, but, you know, when he's on, he can also get a lot of Ks. What's your thoughts on Robbie Ray? Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, it's a tough matchup. They are very the, – the Nationals are very good towards the top of the league against uh, left-handed pitching. Um I would side with the Nationals bats here, but Ray has upside. But again, I just think you can find upside and safety, a little bit more safety. Um, although the price is kind of good here on Yahoo. Um, so I could see it for just a complete, for a tournament, but uh, I probably won't have them myself. All right, let's go a little bit cheaper then. Let's keep working our way down the list here and uh, knock out some, because there's some good pitchers out here that we haven't even uncovered yet that are that are even cheaper. What do you think about Steven Matz? He's uh, 37 bucks on Yahoo. He's a fairly talented kid, not a great matchup, not a bad one in New York. What do you think about Matz tonight? No, I, I don't like him <laughs> at all. One, one guy who I've seen get, get some uh, some attention so far because of the price tag I don't know if I'm going there, but Tyler Maley is it? Is it Maley or Maley? Molly, 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 same thing. Molly, uh, yeah. I love, I like this kid, um, and I kind of, I kind of like him tonight. So if I was going down a little further, especially for GPPs, I do like him. Um, it's a tough ballpark, his home ballpark, but you know, um, and then there are some left-handed bats, but you know, they just they're on a road trip here, the Texas. They just left Boston yesterday. Um, I'm really just not that scared of like, let's, 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 I'm just, let's just think of, okay. So it's got the left-handed bats, which really gives them a lot of problems here, but like, so Chu, I'm definitely scared of Mazzara. I'm not really scared of cause he comes with a lot of strikeouts and he's just has never kind of performed up to expectation as I'm kind of scared of. And then Odor is just washed. That dude is terrible. <laughs> right. I mean, he, he strikes out a lot. He, he strikes out pretty good. I mean, he's awful. Um, so, and then Ronald Guzman is a, definitely a, not not a great hitter. So, I'm not really too – yes, they have – in theory, they have a lot of lefty bats, and they do have power, and they could get to him. But I could also see the other side here where, where Molly throws a pretty darn good start here and pays off his $34 price tag with ease and helps you get in on a lot of the bats. Yeah, I mean, Odor may not end up being the, the Major League Baseball player we thought he could have been a couple of years ago. He showed some flash and real upside, but he will always have that one punch against Bautista. He's got a we, hell of a right hook, right? Was it a left or a right? We can never take that. It was a right. 
and we can't take that away from him. And hey, you never know. He may he may retire and get into the MMA game. You know, you just because he's probably well, I would say that's a featherweight right there at the most. He's about five foot four, right? So he could cut the weight and get down there. But he's got that going for him. So this, uh, I like it, man. There's a lot of good options there. Just I want you just to hit on the under thirty dollar range now on Yahoo. If you've got that pulled up, guys under thirty, is there anybody you can turn to? That, I mean, let's say you're building a lineup. All right, I'm going to stack the most expensive guys, so I need really cheap pitchers. Anybody under $30 that we can look at on Yahoo? Well, there is only one. You're not playing Jeff Hoffman, um, okay. who's horrendous. You're not playing Rock Brian Carpenter, who's horrendous. Um, you're not playing the opener, Chavez. Um, you're not playing Contrill and Coors. So there leaves you with one. And this is a, the bat loves this guy always yes give it to me drew pomeranz always loves bomb the bat is in love Car- with drew cardi pomeranz. loves him some pomeranz it's a computer it's the bat man it's not cardi himself it's the bat the bat loves him yeah but um, i agree okay so that's one we can get to what's what's your positives and what's your negatives on pomeranz though i mean the 25 is 25 dollars is definitely a positive well, he the, that's a positive. He flashed strikeout upside uh, against the Dodgers in his last start. It's few and far between. Um, you'd have to go all the way back to Toronto to see another decent start here. Um, he's got a te- you know really tough matchup, but he gets his you know great home park. Um, and there are strikeouts to be had in this matchup with the Brewers. So if he's on and things are going right, then yeah, he could certainly pay off. But you know what you're playing with. You're playing with extreme fire. So you're just you're expecting to lose if you play him, but it could could uh, could throw you up. Uh, you could you could take down some GPPs if things go right. All right, so we've come to that time when I need to put in a couple of pitchers on Yahoo because we we've, we've shot through all of them and we've covered about everybody who's. Or is there anybody else that we didn't talk about that you would yeah. throw out? There you go. There's one guy, Nick Pavetta. Okay. Um, the guy's always had what looks appeared to be good stuff especially on the k side he's just been terrible for like ever and flashed a couple games here and there and just i've I've played this guy way too much throughout dfs um but he was sent down demoted to the minors worked on some things got the call back up and has rattled rattled off three really impressive starts um including a 33 points against the dodgers which is by all by all means a tough matchup then uh, also, you know, in his home park, which is a it's just a tough park to pitch in um, against the Reds, had a had a big one in his last one. So it's a tough matchup again um, against the Braves, who certainly have some batters like uh, Freddie Freeman that you know project pretty well against him, um, and you know uh, some lefties, and uh, it's a tough park. Uh, it's eighty degrees. So it's going to be some good hitting weather um, there. But, you know, he's $32 and has strikeout upside, so you can play him. All right. So after everything you've given us, I'm going to make some decisions here, some executive decisions. All right. So I like to go cheap pitching because that's my thing in tournaments. This is a tournament lineup. I'm going for the big 15K tournament on Yahoo, two, two grand to first place. It's a good, it's a good bankroll builder. I want to get some bankroll for the football season coming up, so that's why I'm in it. You know, we're we're in, we're in a good spot here. So, I'm going to start off with is it's Molly Tyler Molly. That's my guy. It's a shame too. It's not male because I had a I was going to do the you've got mail, but I can't do it now because 
No, you're, you're popping Molly is what you call Oh, all right. I'm doing 34 bucks. Now, the second one is really up for grabs for me. That could be an expensive guy. That could be a really cheap guy. I think I'm going to let my hitters dictate who I want as the number two pitcher. I want to see what's, what else is out there. So the first thing I'm going to do with my lineup as far as hitting is concerned, I'm going to try to find me a little four-man stack, a 15-game slate. I, th I think you kind of need to hit on a stack. So I'm going to look for four guys, see if I can find – or, you know, if things – if things break right, maybe we go with a three-man stack and then a couple two-man stacks, something like that. But I want to go through some stacks now. I want, to talk, I want you to talk to me about some teams in good spots with some high totals or some guys that may be lost in the mix. Let's start off on the uh, I'm at the Roto Grinders uh, odds page. This is what I like to do. I like to sort through the projected runs just to kind of get a glimpse. Usually up top here, you get these sixes and six-and-a-halves for team totals. And that's going to be your more popular teams for the most part. So uh, let's see. Talk to me about some of these more, uh, the higher totals here. Colorado at home against Quentrell. What do you think about them on the flip side? San Diego in a good hitters park here against Jeff Hoffman may feature a couple of the chalkiest batters of the night, especially Manny Machado. So give me your thoughts on this core field game. Yeah, what's not to like? It's starting to get a little hotter, some decent humidity, um, and uh, it's course field. And uh, Hoffman is horrendous. Okay. And, and Cheese, like to hear. Cheese wrote an article too about the, he started to have a cup, you know, look a little bit better, but it's really been about his curveball, which just doesn't play well in uh, Coors Field. So, yeah, there's strikeouts to be had against these Padres, but there's also a lot of power here. So you would have to side with the power, right, in this matchup. So I definitely, I mean, both sides of this game look great. All right, so you, so you're you're on the San Diego train, are you, and you're on a college, okay the 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 Quintrell kid, like he's he's got some talent, he's got some pretty sharp stuff. You can kind of tell when you see it when you see a guy the first couple of times, you can tell whether he's a total trash bag or whether he's actually has some potential. This kid looks like he has some potential. What do you think about the Colorado stack? Well, if you look into his stats for against left-handed batters, um, of course it's a it's a small sample. But uh, he's given up a 317 ISO this year, a 444 WOBA, 49% hard contact, um, below average strikeouts. So you're a below average strikeout pitcher in cores who's getting pummeled with power so far um, and hard contact does not seem like a good recipe for success. They've thrown a lot of uh, lefties in the lineup uh Arenado didn't make the lineup tonight I don't know if it's because of his getting plunked uh two nights ago but he, he played yesterday but getting plunked yeah uh, but uh there's a lot of lefties so there's Blackman Dahl Murphy Tapia McMahon so first six five out of six batters are all left-handed and the other batter is Trevor Story yeah it's uh it seems daunting but the you know the loss of Arenado may help him a little bit. I, yeah, you definitely can't play a guy like that in Coors Field. But I'm just wondering if it's a maybe a strategy to avoid the Colorado side of it in tournaments if we think they're going to be heavily owned. If there's any merit to it, I mean, so I, I don't know about that. What about your your Boston kids? Got the second highest team total here against. Uh, well, I think the starter is going to be Luis Ortiz, but I don't know how long he'll last. Yeah, tell me about tell me about Luis Ortiz, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, so funny enough, he's taking on the team that his uncle used to play for, David Ortiz. Ar 
David uh, with the narrative where he just got shot. Yes, David, which is something I did not bring up. I was planning on bringing that up to you. I forgot all about it because it's been a couple of days. Big Poppy gets gunned down eating some dinner, man, in Dominican Republic. Are, how sad were you when you heard that news? I'm still sad. There's some crazy rumors going on, too. So it was a it's they've already arrested a bunch of guys and it was a paid for hit. What? Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So um, and I, I've heard various rumors but they're all just rumors i don't know what's going on but uh i think he's going to be a little more careful going forward for sure i wish i hope he's all right i mean i love that guy what in the world could you why in the world would you possibly want to harm david ortiz like that could could you do we have any do we have any info info on the motive there kurt no i'm not going to speculate so i mean i've i've heard some things that a potential that he was hooking up with a big oh. drug dealer's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, but I don't think there's any validity to those rumors. Um, you got to get out of the Dominican Republic, Poppy. You got enough money. You don't need to go back. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, stay safe, man. I mean, that's that's his that's his home, so he always felt comfortable there and everything said, but uh, everybody loves him there, but apparently not everybody. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be messing around with, like, the club scene at his yeah. at his his age and whatnot. But. <laughs> at his age. His age is a whole different topic to be messing around with the clubs, but just messing around at clubs in the Dominican, probably not the safest place in the world. So, yeah, I don't know, man. And then, uh, anyway, so we got his we got his nephew on the mound tonight for Baltimore, <laughs> Luis Ortiz. I, wanna, I, I can't tell you a whole lot about his breaking stuff or how fast his fastball gets up to, but I want, that's, 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 that's what you're here for. You got all the good stuff. No, I don't know much. I just know he's a, a top 20 prospect within the organization, which who knows what that really means because that's a pretty sad organization at the moment. Uh, he was acquired in the, the deal for Jonathan Scope, the mouthwash, um, and uh, he's been terrible in the two MLB games that he's played in, and also he's really struggled in the minors this season. So they just the only reason they're starting him tonight is because it was his turn to start for the minors. And uh, so they called him up to fill a need um, to pitch. So I don't ex think they're expecting much out of him. It's a horrendous bullpen behind him. Um, so the Red Sox bats have been awful, but they're starting to get a little bit better. They usually hit well against the Orioles. I expect the, the Red Sox to score a lot of runs. Okay, we got those guys on our radars. Let's let's drift down. Anybody uh, after that top four that we've already talked? I mean, Minnesota puts up runs every single day. They're pretty amazing at it. I don't even think we have to beat the drum. But I, there's a guy I do want to talk about on Minnesota, but we'll do that later. So we got them on our radar, obviously. They do it every night. Anybody else in that next range of teams there uh, that you're looking at that could end up putting up a ton of runs tonight? Um, well, let's see here. Well, yeah. The spot. My bad, my bad. Who's the, who's the worst? So I think there's a lot of good spots. Um, yeah. 15 games, that'll do it to you. I expect Houston to score some runs. Um, really? I, Houston, that's a weird one because they're lo they've lost all these hitters, like three of the top hitters in the game, and they're still putting up these monster runs, right? Yeah, and their lineup looks tough, but nobody plays them anymore. Yeah. So, um, What do you think I, about the Alvarez kid? Isn't he? This guy's a stud. Yeah, he, he looks like a monster. So we got Houston on our radar. What else? Um, what I also think a sneaky uh, – you load up some of these uh, Nats bats against Robbie Ray. 
Um, it's a total GPP, you know, it's either shoot for the moon or, uh, or strike out, but like Rendon, all these guys are just really good against, uh, left-handed pitching. He's, you know, always been a fly ball pitchers have struggled with power. The prices are bad. So no one's going to play these guys in this matchup. Um, but like Dozier starting to heat up a little bit, Howie Kendrick, Anthony Rendon, uh, Victor Robles, uh, got, uh, the second spot in the in the lineup, and he's only 11 bucks, so I like that play a lot. Um, I think that's a good spot. Then, uh, man, I like the Cardinals against uh, Mats, and I like um, who was it? Oh, I actually like the White Sox. Oh, let me see here. Okay, I don't even have them on the. Oh, against CC, you think the yeah. White Sox are gonna? CC is not the same CC that. That he was a few no, years ago. No, he's certainly not. CC has looked horrendous all every start so far, and all of his advanced stats are just her, awful. So, I mean, yes, it's I. It's kind of it's it's off. I hate like loading up on a really bad offense, even in a great matchup, because it always ends up disappointing you. But um, the spot certainly looks good and they do have some hitters with a lot of power with the platoon advantage. We know that uh, Tim Anderson hits, hits lefties really well. Um, we know Jose Abreu hits lefties really well. We know that James McCann is a certified lefty masher, right? Correct. I, I believe it. I, so, some people will tell you that that's fake news. Um, then they got Eloy Jimenez um, who's just, a beast from the power standpoint. He has not hit uh, left-handed pitching so far this season, but it's, it's that doesn't concern me whatsoever. This dude's a beast power hitter, and he's going to be, and he's going to get better and better consistently. Um, Wellington Castillo makes for a decent cheap catcher play that no one's going to play from a GPP standpoint because McCann will get played because they're the exact same price. One's hitting fourth, one's hitting sixth. McCann has hit much better and is in the cleanup spot, but um, so that's going to leave you know, Castillo completely unowned and he could certainly hit a bomb. Fair enough. So, uh, let's think about it here. Put your, put that thinking hat on and tell me GPP setting Yahoo. What's our, what's the first team we should be looking at for a stack here? Who, who would you be? Who's the first team you're really looking at with price pricing considered ownership considered and everything else that goes with it. Well, there's weather concerns in Minnesota. But um, so that game might get overlooked. Um, but if you get the go ahead from Roth, that it's good to go. I know you said you like Minnesota. Um, Brad Keller is nothing great. The bullpen is nothing spectacular behind him. It's in Minnesota, let me pull up the weather. I mean, it's hot. It's extremely humid. So the ball should be flying. Um, and we know these guys do damage. Rosario is looks like a phenomenal play at 19 bucks. Miguel Sano could go deep. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's roll a twin stack. All right, let me pull up a little Minnesota on the plate IQ real, real quick and see if we can dip in here. Uh, Minnesota is at home against Kansas City. Let's take a look here. Is this a, this is a confirmed lineup? So that's always good. Uh, looking at some of the numbers, I kind of want to get guys who have big power. I'd like to get some guys who don't strike out as much, so that's always good. Uh, are we? Are we? Am I not seeing Nelson Cruz in the lineup? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, I don't think he made it. That is a real travesty right there. Nelson Cruz, 
who is on his way tonight to proving that hot streaks actually do matter in baseball with five home runs in his last seven games, did not make the lineup. This is unfortunate. I can't believe this. But you were you were all ready to, to uh, and you were now, in. now I got to go back and change all this CBR rankings and all this other stuff. Now I got to do all this. Now just, just extra work because Cruz didn't make the lineup, but I was ready for him. All right, we got we got we got to do something else here. So, Max Kepler, God looks like he had, he's packing a little power. He's actually been pretty hot lately too. So I think I want to start off. Would you have any objections to starting off with Kepler in my stack? Not at all. Let me plug in some Max Kepler there. Now, mind you, I can always go with a really cheap pitch or two later on because uh, so I want to get some big bats in here. Uh, okay, here's a, here's a question for you. Typically, we don't. Um, do you, typically, do you put your catcher in your stack, or do you want to just go down and punt catcher somewhere else and, and just put your four best hitters in there? Because usually I don't really look for a catcher in a stack. But, boy, Garber in the number three spot, you know, just as lethal as anybody in this lineup. And I can I can lock up my catcher position with a great hitter here tonight. What do you think about Garber? I think he's fine. I mean, the numbers certainly back it up, right? He's got a 394 ISO this season. 447 Woba. He does strike out, but it's a low strikeout pitcher. Um, you, the righties definitely get to Keller more so far, at least this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think Garver, I mean, he's batting third, right? I think Gar, Garver and Rosario, I mean, that whole one through. Rosario, is your, Rosario would be your number one guy probably out of everybody? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cruz, Cruz being out takes me out of a spot anyway, so I think Rosario – Fits the bill there. Let's see if we can find another one. Well, you know what? Let's leave it at three for now, and then we'll go through position by position because I may want to – I'll let you know I don't want to lock myself into a fourth guy and then have to change him later if I if there's somebody else that I really like. So Let's make this the anti-Cores stack, right, even though Cores is going to go crazy. Um, let's go to the Red Sox. You want to go to a Red Sox team. You want to go – you want to double stack it now. Let's double, let's, double stack it. Double stack it. Whew. You're getting Which, spunky. You're getting spunky now, man. I don't know if I can pull that one off. A double stack. Let's uh, let's let's take a look and see what this this lineup looks like here tonight. But you know what? Let's let's go position by position, real quick, and see what we can run down. Then we'll we'll, we'll circle back around to the team totals. How about that? I wanna I wanna uh, see it. There's some guys I want to make sure we talk about. Let me take a look at the Cardi's projections. Let's sort it out. Just just real quick, give me a we, – we've already got Garver locked in, but for the rest of the guys, is any cheap guys out there at catcher, any other catchers tonight that look really good? Um, yeah, let me pull it up here. I just yeah. refreshed uh, the join.me and now everything's slow. Um, That's what happens, man. You got to get you some good wired internet. I, all right, so, okay. At the catcher position, I'm always looking for the best value that you can. They usually – there is some that you can find. I mean, we're just looking for a home run here. So, like, Austin Hedges and Coors at 10 bucks looks pretty darn good to me. Um, also, uh, James McCann at 10 bucks. So, those will be the first two guys that I'm looking for. Trying to get cheaper than that. I mean, you, you're looking for a $7 one, right? I mean, on Yahoo, sometimes you'll find that $7 catcher that actually is really, really solid and, and really makes your life easier. Now, we're not going to do that on this lineup because I, I really do like Garver tonight to be different with the cheap pitching we can go at. But, yeah, $7 catchers are usually where people want to go. You see any any out there tonight? 
No, but a, a $9 one, I mean, Omar Navar Narvaez for the Seattle against Bassett, who's a pretty good pitcher, but still it's only nine bucks. We'll probably get a good, decent order spot, has some pop. Like all we're looking for is a home run, right? Oh, so, if you got a home run out of your catcher, you just, you're on easy street, man. So the, the three that I would go would be Hedges, McCann, or uh, Narvaez. Yeah, looking at that Hedges price tag on Yahoo of 10 bucks, Coors Field against Hoffman, he'll be your chalky, chalky catcher. So I get it. I'm not going to, you know, besmirch you, anybody who plays Austin Hedges, but I like me I like me some Garver here. So with that, let's go to first base now. Let's take a look at the first base position. Uh, we actually don't have a first baseman, so maybe we can make a decision on this right now. Give me the rundown on some of these first basements here. Well, we've got uh, my boy Michael Chavez for the Red Sox leading off for 11 bucks. That's interesting. Oh, oh, that's really interesting. What do you think about this kid? Is, this, so, is, is he the real deal? I mean, he's a real power deal. He's hitting, he hasn't been hitting so great. Um, he started off on fire, like a lot of kids who come up, you know, maybe there's some scouting reports that are going around and whatnot now on how to attack him better. And uh, people have said he's hit the wall, but look, regardless, this is a, he's a legit power hitter um, and uh, he's leading off and he's getting an He's pitching. I mean, he's facing a bad, bad minor league pitcher tonight in Camden Yards, and uh, on a team with a over six run total. So it just makes a really easy play. Him. There's three that I'm three I'm really looking for here. At. It would be Chavez Goldschmidt against uh, Mats for 14, or Jose Abreu for 13 against Cece. Give me a. Uh... Give me your one versus one, Goldschmidt versus Chavez. Goldie's always been a guy who's crushed the left-handed pitching in his lifetime, in his career, in the majors at least. I don't know about his little league, but he's always done it. Give me your thoughts, one versus I mean, let's, one, let's Chavez. Go, let's, let's throw Chavez in there, and then let's um, – let's, uh, if we need – if we have a few extra dollars, then we could pay up for Goldie. Okay. Well, we can do that for, for certain, so – that takes us to second base now. We pull up some second basemen because uh, we don't have one yet on our team and we need to run through it. Looks like the cream of the crop, according to Derek Cardi, is, is Derek Dietrich. I don't know if that's because they have the same first name. But I know there may be a little bias there, but I will say Derek Dietrich, he has, has kind of revitalized his career this year in Cincinnati. So you got that going for him. There's some cheap options out there. There's course field options in, in Ryan McMahon, 12 bucks, some other guys. Give me your thoughts on second baseman. Yeah, there's cores options. So that's where I would look to first, whether it would be Ryan McMahon or Brendan Rogers. I think they both made the lineup. Is that correct? Let me. Uh... Yep, they both made the lineup. So one's nine, one's 12. Um, I would kind of go home run hunting for McMahon, you know, and the lefty who really, you know, matches up well against Contrell. But how long will Contrell really, uh... I mean, he's a righty, sorry. I want the left-handed bats, I mean. Um, how long will he go in this game? They do. Who are the bullpen guys I can project from there? I'm not really sure. So, um, I, that's so it would just lean me towards McMahon to start for 12. But I, I mean, I'm fine plugging in a nine dollar any any batter under 10 bucks in cores in this game. So I wouldn't. I could I could use Rogers too as well. Um, on the high end, I mean, I don't know how much money I'm gonna. I mean, I'll tell you one guy I'm not playing is Odor. 
I was going to say, we could always throw Odor in there, man. I don't care. Projections just love this guy always. Just keep feeding people Odor. Go ahead. And uh, everyone... some pop, but yeah, you're generally speaking. Well, one guy who's, who's been rebounding lately after a rough start is Brian Dozier, $16 yep. against the left-hander. What do you think about a uh, yep. Dozier? Heating up uh, should be a little pretty decent heating and uh, uh, hitting environment in uh, Washington tonight and uh, against the lefty, which is what we always like Dozier. And, and this, he's, this, he's does this every season, the slow start and then starts to come on in the summertime. And he's already starting to prove that now. Um, he's been a little disappointed for sure, but, and it's been a tough ride with him, but um, yeah, I, I like him for a home run chance here for $16, but you know, I would probably gravitate towards the cheaper guys, at, you know, first all right so uh i would assume that there's nobody like in the seven or eight dollar range that you have any interest in compare considering the fact that for like five dollars more we can just grab a course field bat right any, any seven or eight dollar guys that you say ah, that's that's tempting i mean you could play kiki uh hernandez because um, he's he should get the start because of the he's their second baseman now and they're gonna have to uh because since Seager's out uh chris taylor should be playing short and uh, so they should need him and not, not just platoon him. So he's he chasing up hurt. I don't even, I don't even know where he is. <laughs> um, oh. how, how did that, how did uh, Paul Millsap and the jazz do? Oh man. They got, they got bumped in the first round by my rockets. Unbelievable. How did Millsap play good? Oh, he was phenomenal. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, he was phenomenal, but, you know, couldn't get past the Rockets. Speaking uh, of you, can, you can play uh, Starlin Castro, who's horrendous. Oh, yeah, Batting cleanup, he's against Brault. He has the platoon advantage. Yeah, the, the lefty, he's always been pretty good against the left-handed pitcher, so he, he's on the radar. But I think I'm with you as far as, like, I think we just spend up the $4 and get a course field guy because we're not going to go with any big studs in course field probably, so we might as well get some piece of it, right? Yep. So let's go. Oh, my man was your guy that you say has more power, right? Yep. Let's do that. While I'm typing in that name, I want to hear your thoughts here. Would you rather have, right now at this point in their career, salaries aside, we're not worried about all that, would you rather have Pascal or Tatum? Um, man, I mean, obviously, Siakam had a much better season, and uh, he's legit, and he the, the, the sky's the limit for him. He just really exploded so he probably works out better in the end but Tatum's going to be a star too as well so I don't know I mean you can't say based on this last year performance I can't say I'd rather have Tatum based on this last year performance you want Kyrie back I do personally but I'm in the minority it's going to be interesting offseason would you be opposed to uh taking on the salary of Chris Paul I don't want Chris Paul. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw it out there in case Moray was listening. Maybe we have some open leads here. We need to get the third base here. We need to get, what do we got here? About We got about 15, 16 minutes left here. Third baseman, yo, Yahoo does not put Manny Machado at shortstop. I, I would have liked that, but he, he's third base eligible over here. He's my top guy on the day, I think. He might be my top hitter on the day, period. Give me your thoughts on Machado at only $15 on Yahoo and some other third basemen that are serviceable. Yeah, Machado's a top play for sure. Um, if you can fit him in, just do it. Just He's going to be extremely chalk tonight because of the uh, double dong last night. You know, he's 
been someone that I've been playing religiously anyway. Um, I just believe in his hitting talent overall, and he struggled, but whatever. He's so cheap. There's just so much upside there for 15 bucks in cores against a terrible pitcher. This is like the easiest play ever. So you just play him, um, especially for cash games. Um, the other guy who's extremely cheap or cheap against as is against a really bad pitcher is uh, Jose Ramirez. Right. Another guy who struggled, but his batting profile is not that alarming. Um, so he's another guy that I continue playing, even though it doesn't work out so well recently, at least so this season, but I think it will. Um, and this is a great spot for him to do some damage. So he's 12 bucks. So you can do that. I think um, Josh Donaldson is a threat to go, go yard, even though Pavetta has pitched well in the last few games, he still has really mightily struggled with the home run ball throughout his career. Um, He's one you could look at. You could look at Matt Chapman, who's just too cheap for with the platoon advantage against a soft throw in Gonzalez um, for 13 bucks. Um, those are kind of the guys. That's that's kind of my pool at the moment. Jose Ramirez is the reason why I was a little upset at Machado just being third base eligible. I really wanted to play Ramirez, but I, I can't do it when Machado is only three dollars more. And I really like I really like Machado tonight. Didn't he? He went for two home runs yesterday. He may, that may be the beginning of one of those hot streaks. We never know. If if he comes out tonight, Machado comes out tonight, crushes, hits extra base, extra bases, maybe a home run. I will certainly let the uh, hot streak truthers know that Machado it's is official. hot. It, it's official. It's official, you know. And but if he bails, then I'm just going to say that one game, the game before, didn't really matter. So. So I've covered my bases here. We're good to go. So I'm going to plug in Machado, right? Do you have any? You have any uh, issues, no, with Machado? None whatsoever. All right, good. Let's 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 figure out shortstop now. We got two premier hitter, premier hitters at third. Let's see if it takes away from the shortstop position here. Actually, I remember looking at this spot earlier today and saying, "Wow, there's a lot of te- top heavy guys here." I don't know if I can find any value at shortstop though. Give me your thoughts on this incredibly top heavy position. Um, let me see. Well, Trevor's story is always a phenomenal play in cores. It's $24. The price is up there. Um, Alex Bregman is only $21. Going to get lost in the shuffle. And he's the opposite of hot streak. He's, he's, he's kind of a cold streak right now. Huh? Yeah. But, uh, this is a pretty good matchup for him. So, um, I could see going there on the high end. There's two guys on the low end. Well, that are just too cheap in my opinion. Um, one is Paul DeYoung um, against uh, Mats, who's never had a problem handling him in the past. Um, grades out really strong against uh, against uh, Mats with like a ridiculous exit velocity and ex-woba and whatnot, an ex-slugging. Um, so I really like him. I, I don't think Mats is very good. Um, and Tim Anderson is 11, too cheap for the matchup against uh, CC and he's batting uh, number two. So uh, those are the, those are the two guys that I'm kind of narrowing it down to right now, unless I can get up the story. Whew. All right. So there's a lot of decisions to make right here. I'm looking at the Yahoo team. We've got, we've got three guys from Minnesota right now. We may add a fourth. Uh, we've got one, one Boston guy. We may add more. I'm okay with just a one a one stack and then maybe a two two guys from Boston. I don't know, but shortstop is interesting because it features one of the better hitters from our Minnesota stack. We could plug that guy in there. I believe that's Polanco. 
or we can go with another guy if you think there's somebody else. I mean, they're all kind of in the same range unless we go with DeYoung. How, how confident are you in DeYoung, or would you rather have like a twice the salary and take a guy like Polanco or something? I'd, I'm very confident in um, DeYoung and Anderson. So one of those $11, I think, is the optimal play. And then if we have more money, we could change it and try to get up to Story or Polanco. But right. and, uh, another thing is, is I don't need to stack on Yahoo. Like, it's no. just well, talk to me about that. What about maybe I'm doing this all wrong? Then. It's the way I play. It's super easy. Strikeouts from my pitchers and home runs from my batter. I just want to look down at my lineup and see a home run, home run, up, see it in my head that this is a potential home run spot for every single batter. And, you know, and then just sit back and pray. Very good. Look at that. He's dropping. That, this is the reason why you got like a seven-figure balance on Yahoo. It's the reason because you got all the strategy worked out and, and, and the rest of us are just playing. Know, isn't that, well, that's, this strategy is mind-blowing, right? Like strikeouts from your pitchers and home hey, runs. Grab a at every position. If I could, I mean, Boom. I didn't think of it. It, it, it eluded me up until now, but now that you say it, it's yeah. funny. Let's go with DeYoung because I do I do like that. You, you're telling me 11 bucks is and he's, he's that good. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I, I wanna I wanna take the savings because I may need I may need it for my uh Yeah, let's see what we got pitcher. for pitcher right here. Well hey, we throw got Haney, throw Haney in. Well, okay, let's see what let's see what Haney does for us. But uh we, we still got we still got outfielders we can get to. We still got a lot of we still this is it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're all I just over. wanna see how much money we're gonna yeah. have. Let's see here. That would that we're gonna have plenty. You know Yahoo. You can you can always find a seven dollar outfielder. Oh, there's a there's there's all we need is a fifteen dollar outfielder. Yeah, we got we got plenty. And we could also come back. Blake Snell. We could go whatever we could do. There's so many options right now. So let's let's think about outfield then. Let's let's look and see if there's anybody that absolutely jumps out to us in outfield. And then we could I'll work my wait. Did we have one outfielder in or two? We've got two in so far. Okay, that's it. So we got we got we got the Minnesota connection, Rosario Kepler. It, it, that could be changed if another outfielder jumps off to us. So, talk to me, man. What do we got going on here? We're, I'm seeing the bat has a lot of uh, love for JD Martinez tonight as well. It probably should. Uh, and then, of course, you got your Colorado course field is going to trickle down the rest. Four out of the next five bats are Colorado centric. So, talk to me about outfielders here. Yeah, so, I mean, it's no secret that, like, guys like J.D. are in a good spot. Ben Attendi in a good spot, right? Um, let's see here. Um, a guy who's too cheap, Chris uh, Crush Davis. What? I think he's 15 bucks. Oh, oh, that's it's Chris with a K. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, I think... Um, Eloy Jimenez is 15 bucks. I mean, I just look, just try to pick a home run spot here. Well, you know, I'll pick a home run. If it was that easy, believe me, I, I, <laughs> I'd probably be a little, a little bit more well off on Yahoo. But I mean, we could feed, and there's so many ways we could go here. We could go the 15 route, or I could change it up. We could change it up. Talk to me. So, do you have any interest in David Dahl, Charlie Blackman? Oh, definitely. David Dahl, absolutely. Dahl's a phenomenal play. Blackman, phenomenal play. What about Blackman's twenty-seven bucks? What about what about Fran Mill Reyes? I'm finding him to be like one of the uh, odds-on favorites to get a home run tonight, based yep. on everything. What do you think about Reyes? Love him. Man, what do we do here then? What? I really like Reyes. I really want to put Reyes in this lineup. I'm gonna have to do some adjusting here. How about I'm gonna ditch Kepler because you know twenty-three bucks for Kepler. 
You're telling me get home runs. I, I'm looking yeah, at you can catch Kepler or you can catch Garver. Oh man. Well, we want home runs, and from a catcher, Garver's gonna he's gonna give us a little bit of pop, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. So I want to keep him in. I'll ditch Kepler though, because when we're talking about just purely home runs, Reyes has definitely got a better shot out, I think, of uh grabbing a home run than but you know, if we ditch Garver. What you got for catcher then? Uh it would have to be a Narvaez. We're gonna be a buck short. Um, I was going to say we could throw like Narvaez in. That's still a home run potential. And then uh, we could probably get up to Blackman, but we're going to be a buck short, I think. Oh, I what you know, it's like, is that so it? You could put a uh, baby doll in, David baby doll. We could, we could go doll. Let's take a look here. What do we got here? If I was, if we wanted to stick in the $17 range right here and keep the rest of this stuff, let's take a look. Is there, Will Myers is on the table. Is Will Myers, does he suck now? Does he suck terribly bad? I think he does. Um, yeah. He's starting to come out a little better, but he certainly puts up – he's put up some good games against really bad pitchers, and uh, Hoffman qualifies. And This is a spot I would risk playing Will Myers. Okay, but another guy at 17, who this may catch your eye here, a little Andrew Benatendi against yeah. uh, Ortiz's uh, nephew, <laughs> right? Love him. Love him. I think Benintendi's got some upside tonight. Definitely. So many, so many options here. Well, well whew, all right. So now it comes down to a 2v2. Do I want to keep Garver and play Garver and Benintendi, or do I want to go cheaper catcher and better outfielder? So many options. What's our final diagnosis here? Or we can go cheap at catcher, go cheaper at outfield, and go play a stud, an absolute stud at pitcher instead of Haney. I don't know. You tell me what – what are we thinking here? Me personally, I would do that. I would play an absolute stud at pitcher. Ooh. And I would play Chris Davis with a K. That's the tough one. For 13. I'm going to do an executive override here. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to play the stud pitcher because, oh, ah, man, it's so tempting. So tempting. What, as far as pitchers are concerned, how how likely is Haney to hang in there with a guy like Garrett Cole tonight? I mean, what's the likelihood that the separation between those guys is only a few fantasy points on Yahoo? I think it's pretty it's pretty good. All right, I think Benatendi's in a good spot. He gives us a a couple of Boston bats in there. Uh, we got a couple Minnesota bats, a couple San Diego bats. I mean, I think it now, looks now if you went down to James McCann. At catcher. Okay. Then you could put Erod instead of Pop and Molly. Whew. That's now that one's tempting because that that's a lot of strikeout. So then 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 look at your overall lineup, right? Do it. Just show the people. What are, what are we going to show it? Uh, the uh, Erod version. Yeah. Put put. Okay. Let's take a look here. Let me find Erod, who is how much is he? Oh, 42. Yeah. So we got to ditch Carver and go with McCann. Yeah. It's interesting. So All let's right. let's so let's every single spot, right? We've got massive strikeout upside with Erod and Haney. Okay. Boom. Check. Checks the boxes. We've got a lefty masher against uh horrendous so far this season cc sabathia in, in a home run park yeah um so the boom home run chavez against uh 
Ortiz's nephew. A home run park. Uh, McMahon home in Coors in a cake matchup. Machado in Coors in a cake matchup. DeYoung, who's definitely has home run upside against Mats. Benatende, Benatende in a cake matchup. Rosario, who has is the probably the most likely Twins bat to go to hit a home run, right? I agree. And then Fran Mill in Coors. Fran Mill is definitely an absolute stud. 19 home runs on the year. Been phenomenal. I mean, I think it looks good. I might have to click the submit button on that. I don't even know if I need to do any tinkering on that, right? No, that's uh, that's uh, I, approve, I approve of that one for sure. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm probably going to roll with. Guys, if you want to get in Yahoo's uh, big $15 tournament, 2K up top, don't play this lineup because I'm playing it. You're just going to split with me in, in case we hit the nuts here. We're just going to split it, and I don't want to split it. So change it up by a player or two. But uh, we've got a couple of minutes left here. Let's go over some weather. Let's take a look at Roth's weather page here. Just give the people a quick glimpse here. It looks like we're on, on green. I was, I was a little worried about some of those rain clouds on the Yahoo page in the Colorado game, but it looks like Roth has this as uh, a totally green slash green-yellow. Rain should clear out by game time, so we're good there. I trust the man. We got an orange-yellow in Kansas City, Minnesota. You already said earlier you think it plays, and you think that drives down the ownership on the Minnesota. I could definitely see – you're, but you're more likely to stack. Are you more likely to stack on another site rather than Yahoo, or is the no stacking thing just your general approach to MLB? Um, that's actually my general. It, it depends on contest size and scoring. So, like, on FanDuel, I would never not stack because the scoring is just so inducive to stacking. So, on DraftKings, it used to be – I used to be all about the stack, but in the smaller contests, like maybe up to, like, 100-man entries – I, I, I'm finding it less and less necessary because really it's all about home run and strikeouts. So a lot of these batters are striking out and then, you know, so it's just all about just hitting, hitting like a hitting, getting a home run from one of your batters can make up a lot of ground, right. Against having like the one of like a third guy in your stack who maybe gets five, seven points because he, he sing, gets on base gets driven in singles, whatever like that. Like, so I'm just, I just want the upside of the home runs and uh, they're so prevalent this season that that's the way that I've been playing. I've kind of, I used to be all about the stack and now this season I'm kind of gravitating against that, but. And you're cleaning house. I see all the screenshots you're on it, man. So uh, it must be working, but I agree with you. It's all about the size of the contest. If you're going to get in like that $10 game where there's a 50K up top and it's a super top heavy 33% to first place payout, you kind of probably need to maximize everything you can and, and stack the heck out of it. But if you're in these uh, nice, you know, lower contests, like, like the Yahoo contest or some of those bigger buy-ins on DraftKings or FanDuel, you don't have to stack necessarily. I think you're, I think you're on it right there. So guys, with that, I think our time is up here today. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. As always, uh, get in that Discord chat. We're going to make the Discord chat more of a thing in the, in the coming weeks, in the coming months. So that's the timer. That means it's time to get off the air. That's the producer, Devin. He's on me. So, guys, good luck in all those GPPs. I appreciate Kirk Deese hanging out with me today after he ditched me on Tuesday. Until next time, guys, good luck, and we're out of here.
Dog Guys, Peter here back in the Fantasy Bar for a big Friday night on Yahoo! Six of my favorite plays, five bats for you, all under $20, including four of those bats at $13 or below, and a starting pitcher who had a season high in fantasy points against his opponent earlier in the season. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Friday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here once again in the Fantasy Bar. Of course, the bar going to be open on a big Friday night. And tonight, we'll focus on Yahoo pricing. But as always, these are plays you can utilize all across the industry, whether you're playing on Yahoo, FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever it is you're playing. These are guys I like regardless. We're going to focus on that Yahoo pricing. Couple notes here before we get started. Coors Field. On the slate, as you know, too easy. You don't need the beer man to tell you to play Coors Field, get some exposure there. Weather looks pretty good for tonight, so let's jump in. A lot of guys under $20 I'm liking tonight. Let's start in the outfield with our highest price bat of the day, Shinsu Chu, just $18. So again, we'll keep everything under $20. Try to make life easy for you here on Yahoo. But as we know, Shinsu Chu against righties, pretty money in the bank. 414 weighted OBA, ISO. At 266, so hitting for power, hard contact rate, north of 50%, so really checking all the boxes. But this is really more about Mr. Male and his inability to get left-handers out. And this has been something that has plagued him. It's not just this season. We've seen this over and over, but 378, weighted OBA allowed. 263 is the ISO allowed to lefties, 44%, the hard contact rate. So as we checked all the boxes with Chu, we can check them all with Male as well. And his primary pitch, the fastball, uses it 65% of the time against lefties. That's going to equate to a 435 Woba for Chu and a 272 ISO. Love this spot for Chu. I think Texas, one of the most interesting stacks here with all the left-handed bats. They're going to get up there against Molly. Great hitting environment there in the great American small park. Love the Rangers, but love Shinsu Chu to lead us off at $18. All right, let's get into some value. And you're on Yahoo. You need a catcher. So we're going to go there with Jorge Alfaro, just $13. So we don't get a lot of catchers here in a six-pack, but it is a position that can be a pain in the butt. So let's knock it out here with Alfaro. Like his price over on DraftKings as well. And recency bias should really strike here. The last few box scores, not great for Alfaro. But he's half the price of Yasmani Grandal, who I like as well. But if I can cut that in half and really spend up elsewhere... I want to do that. This guy is showing a lot of power against lefties. See that ISO? You don't get many catchers with an ISO over 250. We get that with Alfaro. We also get a Woba over 400. And yes, the Babbitt, pretty high for him, but somewhat lucky. But still a guy that can hit lefties well. Hard contact rate, exactly where we want it in the elite range at 50%. Nice 13% high value hit rate. So a lot of things in the corner here. Of Jorge Alfaro, the matchup great as well. Stephen Brault, you see, almost a 400 Woba allowed. Two right-handed hitters, hard contact rate north of 40%. Alfaro, a nice value option at a tough catcher position at just $13. Let's go to the infield. Next play for us, that same $13 price point with Yandy Diaz of the Tampa Bay Rays. This guy hit in the heart of the order of a pretty good lineup. I want to take advantage of that at just $13. Nice 56% hard contact rate. ISO over 250. Woba well over 400 at 439. And another pitching matchup that we can take advantage of. Mr. Haney loves to throw that sinker 71% of the time to right-handed hitters. It's a 412 Woba for Mr. Diaz against that pitch. So he matches up lefty on righty. Matches up with the pitch. 
Again, a cleanup hitter at 13 bucks. Take advantage of Yande Diaz tonight in a good matchup with Andrew Haney. All right, promise you a starting pitcher with a good matchup. That's going to be Eduardo Rodriguez of Boston, $42. So as we said, season high in his last matchup. Yes, it was all the way back in early April, but over 30 fantasy points in that matchup. A ton of strikeouts available in this lineup. We'll get to that in a minute. But Rodriguez as a lefty, usually righties hit you hard. That's not been the case for him. He's been very good against right-handed bats. And against this Baltimore team, we're projected to see nine right-handed bats in that lineup. So don't think it's a bad matchup here for Rodriguez. A lot of people are going to look at that on paper and be afraid of him against all righties. But here's the numbers for him. 309 Woba allowed. Very good number against righties. Just a 116 ISO. Strikeout rate right in line with his normal rate at almost 26%. Has limited hard contact to just 27%. And the Orioles, again, strike out a lot. Seventh highest strikeout rate in the league against left-handed pitching in the Woba department 22nd an interesting stat here doesn't really make this the play and the reason why we're playing Rodriguez but does have a 39% strikeout rate against current Orioles bats why do I say that's not important today it's a nice stat Chris Davis is a lot of those strikeouts 14 in fact but Mancini another guy that he struck out eight times over the course of his career. So the point is, it's a mid-range pitcher that gives you the upside that some of these elite guys bring to the table at just $42. Take advantage here on Yahoo. All right, back to the bats. Pick number five in the infield. Shortstop, Paul DeJong, $11. To me, it's one of the best values out there, and it's across the industry. You're really buying low right now on him, but $11 on Yahoo really stood out. When I'm getting a guy with almost a 300 ISO against left-handed pitching, a Woba at 450 for $11, you definitely want to get in the mix here on DeJong. We also get a good pitching matchup as far as pitch type. Uses the sinker a lot, does Steven Matz 55% of the time against righties. Woba over 400, ISO over 250. So again, check that box. And Matz has already given up 10 home runs to right-handed hitters. We're only in the middle of June. So on pace to give up about 25, 30 home runs to righties this season. DeJong way too cheap at $11. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Let's get in the comment section. Let's talk beasts of the night. Let's get some bold comments, some bold calls, home run calls, whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's talk it up in that comment section. And if you're on YouTube, not only your comments, but guys, I would really appreciate just clicking that thumbs up button. Really helps us out. Tells me we're having a good time here in the fantasy bar. And I really appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Night. All right, Beast time. We talk about guys that are underpriced. My boy is only $13. We got to go with Chris Davis of Oakland here as tonight's Beast of the Night. Now, this one really floored me. I know he was struggling for a while, but the price has not caught up to the recent performance. We're talking about three multi-hit games over the last four. We're talking about two home runs in those four games and we're talking about big time numbers against lefties we usually spotlight him righty on righty because he's one of the best in the league but this season's been very good against lefty top 10 in the league in iso you see that big number at 368 the woba sitting at 433 for chris davis and i like this matchup with gonzalez gives up a lot of fly balls a lot of hard contact 44 percent fly ball 34 percent hard contact rate exactly what we want Chris Davis, too cheap across the industry. DraftKings at 4,100s in play there. Even FanDuel at 3,700. Love this spot 
for the Oakland A's. I think they're very stackable. But Chris Davis at $13, criminally underpriced on Yahoo, making him easily my favorite play and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comment section. can also reach out and follow me on Twitter, at BeermakersFan. Quick programming note, the beer man will be gone next week. So somebody will be tending to the bar for you, hooking you up three days next week, talking Yahoo, FanDuel, DraftKings, all of the sites, giving you all the information you need to know, and I'll be back the following week. So good luck to you guys tonight. Have a great weekend. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Go get them, guys, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. going on runner grinders dean here it's dean 7904 if you want to get all technical i mean it is five o'clock on the east coast two o'clock on the west coast four o'clock tennessee time which of course which is time for the flagship show here at runner grinders it is called it's called grinders Live. it's sponsored by fantasy draft and joining me today it's one uh light bugs the chat already they're excited you're gonna be here and they're speculating you're gonna be grumpy why would you be grumpy is it something happening umpires are you sad the nhl season's over you're not grumpy, are you? Are you? I don't think so. All of the above, and I was actually in a good mood uh, until I found out Joe West is uh, <laughs> umpiring Garrett Cole tonight. So, that oh boy, things here. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I'm actually in a pretty good mood for for a busy Friday. It's a 15 gamer. It's a massive slate, but I mean, I, I, there's always times for a, a Boggs rant when it comes to umpires. Is is he the worst? I know people have played him in a. Uh, Angel Hernandez, people don't like either, and he had that terrible non-strike call for uh, was it Tanaka, the one that pitched right down the plate. It was kind of a disaster. I'm sure you saw that gift. Uh, on the uh, the Mount Rushmore of the, your your most disliked umpires is Joe West. Does he crack it? Well, I mean, he's the head of the umpires union, so he's got to be the worst. Uh, but <laughs> I always say uh, they all tie for last place. <laughs> Are you on Team Robo Umps? No, I'm not. So you're on team just like be better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, what's wrong with robot ums? You just you like the human error? Yeah, that's just that's that's part of baseball, the human error. Uh, I just want umpires to be better. And uh, how do we feel about replay? 
Uh, I didn't like it initially, but I, 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 it has it has its role. It has its role. Can I have a little nitpick about replay? But my one thing I don't like like about replay is like when a guy like you know slides in the second base or whatever, kind of sort of popping up, and in his tra- transition of popping up, he comes off the bag for like you know point zero 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 two seconds, uh, and he steps. You know, he, he comes off just because that's how momentum works sometimes. And they call him out because of the replay because the guy keeps the glove on him. And that it's the intent. The intent of the rule was not like to get those dudes out, right? Yeah, and that's that, that's totally bush league. And I hate when I when I see that. But um, you know, for for home runs and you know, obviously missed calls, I think it, it's good. Um, but yeah, fan tags. You know, when you can make case when guys are turning turning double play and don't you know actually touch the bag. I mean, that, that's that's the part of uh, replay. I'm not a big fan. Speaking of Bush League, I just want to hear who's more Bush League than Madison Bumgarner. Come on, take some shots at Mad Bum. Yeah, I mean, I think his comment about it was actually, you know, pretty smart. He's like, you know, if want to let people be people, let me be me. Uh, he's he's uh, he's a not, not a happy happy camper when you uh, <laughs> pimp a home run off of him. So I, I I like it. He's a competitor. Let me be a big jerk. Let me be a big baby if I want to be a big baby. Although when he hits a homer, he does the same thing. Big hypocrite. You've seen this before, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a 15-gamer, Boggs. We'll, we'll, we'll dig in as far as breaking down all the baseball. We've got about 55 minutes before we step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. do want to say, uh, Boggs, I know you rock the RG avatar around the industry. Uh, we have people rocking the RG avatar, and there is some incentive to do so. If you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you will win yourself one month of free premium. Our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, he's all over that. He's dropping the link in chat for you guys to learn more information about that. We have, uh, we want to welcome, we want to give some shout out to the new people that are rocking the RG Avatar. Uh, Wang Nation, uh, Gerg, W. Davis, 1982. I'm going to guess he's, or she is 37-ish. And Fans, 82, probably also 30, uh, 37 years old. Uh, there you go. So again, uh, go ahead and check out that link. It's, uh, I know it's dropped in the Rotor Gunners chat. It's probably also dropped in the uh, the YouTube chat because like we said D-Train multitasking if you guys are watching us on YouTube feel free to like and subscribe jump on over here to RG and check it out uh Boggs there's a lot going on today there's Coors Field with a, with a 12 total there's a massive amount of stud pitchers that you know that are worth rostering there's some mid-tier pitchers that are worth rostering you got everything uh, as far as I can tell on this slate uh lot going on how do we uh simplify it before we kind of talk about our pitchers talk about our hitters boy do the uh, the screen share as far as the premium uh, give me the screenshot. How are you attacking this slate? Are we playing 20 lineups, five lineups? Are you playing a bunch of stacks? What are we doing? Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go, but it, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, for a 15-game slate, it kind of feels like it's going to be a chalky slate because of, for the reasons you mentioned, you got a game in course field, that's going to be a chalky option. You got the Red Sox, They're, they figure to be pretty popular uh, against whoever's going to be going out there for the Orioles. Um and that's kind of where I want to narrow it down. I mean, there's obviously ways you can differentiate when you make a lineup like that, but uh, I just don't really see a whole lot of ownership being spread out. I mean, there's really two guys up at the top in terms of pitchers that uh, I, I'm really wanting to pay up for. But again, there's you know some value options and guys in that mid-range that stand out as well. So for that reason, I think it's going to be pretty chalky slate. Yeah, so chalky for a 15-gamer at least, especially from a pitching perspective as far as the condensed uh, pitching options. Like you said, uh, two names at the top, and, you know, I, I assume. Uh, I mean, it's Garrett Cole and it's Max Scherzer, and it's wild because Luis Giolito is in the conversation if you're just looking at the numbers. 
this is a guy who legitimately was one of the worst pitchers in all of baseball last year, no hyperbole. And now he's what, like, you know, the numbers will say he's a top 10 pitcher this year. And it looks pretty legit. He always had the pedigree. You know, he was a first rounder traded for, uh, was it Adam Eaton? That was kind of a big deal several years ago. Uh, of course, Blake Snell is pitching. You know, he's awesome. K's are king. And he's facing your halos who, while not the most opposing of offenses, they just don't strike out necessarily. And he also has the quickest hook which is very important. He's most likely to throw the least amount of pitches amongst Cole, amongst Scherzer, and then Snell in the conversation. And then Rich Hill against the Cubbies, uh, you know, similar price, but it's really, really hard to justify. This is kind of where you get into the old, uh, you know, what are you doing as far as tournaments? But from a cash game, from an optimal perspective, I think you pick one of Cole, one of Scherzer, and probably step down to one of the mid-tier guys. We'll talk about in a second. How do you separate Cole from Scherzer? And factor in good old Joe West behind the plate there for real. <laughs> Well, I try not to think about Joe West as much as I can. Um, I just, you know, I don't want to be watching the game and see him and his antics out there. So that's what got me in a pretty bad mood when I. <laughs> Cowboy Joe West. Doesn't he sing? I don't. I think he's got like a CD out there. He's like the the Dave Potts of umpires, but I think he's actually a bad singer. I think he, he sings. Allegedly, he sings country music. Isn't he called Cowboy Joe West? That, I'm going yeah. off on a side a side tangent for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's because he's more interested in his country music uh, making uh, than his actual real job. Um, <laughs> but in terms of Cole and Scherzer, I still am going to lean towards Cole just, just slightly based on the matchup. I mean, not to take anything away from Scherzer, but obviously Arizona, they've been splitting the bats well here recently. And, uh, you know, Toronto's just been really inconsistent all year long. And I think they both are really neck and neck. Uh, but I'm just going to lean towards Cole. Uh, obviously, he's pitching it in, in a slightly better pitching environment. The dome's probably, roof's probably closed out there in uh, Houston like it always is. And, yeah, it, it, there's nothing that to get me off of Scherzer. I don't think it's necessarily smart to play both of them. Um, you could certainly make a case for that if you basically want to fade the Coors Field game. It's really uh, hard. Yeah, I'm expecting some runs in that one. So, yeah, it's it's just a preference. I'm going with Cole tonight. Had to choose between two, but I really want at least one of them uh, because you know it's tempting on this slate to spend down. But really, I mean, two, these two guys up at the top have the ability to break the slate. Yeah, I'm kind of weighing the pros and cons of both options. Scherzer are on the season 33 percent as far as his K rate. His righty lefty splits are pretty dramatic. Uh, you know, left versus righties, 38.2% versus lefties, only 26.6%, which is fine. It's better than league average, but it's not dominant. And for the first five hitters for Arizona are lefties for what it's worth. And also they, they strike out collectively versus all righties this season at just 19.7%. The only guys that really pop are Crone, which is a small sample, but I suspect that's probably going to continue going forward. Uh, Escobar and Peralta as well. So uh, it's not the best lineup as far as a K perspective. And again, uh, Cole in this season at 38.6% as far as striking dudes out. I guess you can argue, argue Scherzer has the pitcher to pick on, so that's better as opposed to the DH. But And that's kind of a coin toss for me, and Scherzer's a little bit less, a little bit cheaper, and if I can save the funds and do something with it, I'm okay stepping down to Scherzer, but ideally I want Cole amongst the, the two. Uh, it sounds like that's where you're at as well, but like you know, they're both perfectly fine. They both have this event ceiling, uh, and if you fire up that Toronto lineup, uh, we're looking at 24.3% as far as striking out. So Cole's a bigger K guy in the season, and he's got more guys at the K there. Of course, again, no pitcher to pick on, but collectively still a bigger number. Uh, and we mentioned, you know, we mentioned Snell in passing. How many lineups do you have to make to make a Snell lineup? 
I mean, it's, it's really just comes down to whether or not I can't afford Cole or Scherzer. You know, I know my halos don't strike out a lot, but without Simmons in that lineup, um, you know, it's not one that really uh, would scare me about rostering Snell. Uh, I guess the good point that you did touch upon is that he doesn't go deep into games. Uh, but if he's on, he's going to be striking out guys left and right. I mean, I like pitchers, both these pitchers from that game, but um, I do like Snell. I certainly like him more than Robbie Ray, Rich Hill, and I'm taking the wait and see approach on Giolito. Yeah, I mean, Giolito, like, there's just no discount off of, like, you know, Scherzer uh, and Cole. And again, he, in theory, he could outpitch both those guys. Like, I, you think he's a legit? I think he's legit. Like, I don't know if he's as good as those guys. And of course, that's the same track record, but. We all sort of knew this was coming, or at least he had this ability to hit the ceiling. Um, but what's my incentive to, to play him is basically my question outside of like ownership, which is going to be distinctly different uh, off of uh, the, the other two, you know, off of Cole and off of Scherzer. And I guess he can outscore them both, but he kind of sort of has to because it's not like it's a difference in price. Yeah. And I mean, look, it, it's not, you know, probably the main reason. Uh, but when you, you you switch up your tempo, you get out there, uh, it changes things as a pitcher, and you're not thinking so much, you're not being so deliberate. Um, the, the problem is, is that you know this Yankees team, uh, there's still some veteran hitters, and you know they're going to step out. You know they're not going to quick pitch them, and they're going to really make it work. So I'm pretty much with you. I mean, look, you look at his game logs; uh, he's been dealing, but mm-hmm. uh, I just I think it's too risky of a matchup for me tonight. Uh, I'm just going to roll with with the Cole and the Scherzers of the world. Yeah, you mentioned Robbie Ray in passing. In the book, the theory is whenever Robbie Ray is going to be low-owned, you're supposed to roster him to some degree. And I can say pretty confidently he's going to be low-owned. He's definitely going to be a loss in the shuffle if you want to say that. And just, again, not a big discount off of the bigger names. Uh, the price is just not particularly appealing. And, you know, you can argue he basically pitches against himself. And if he's on, it doesn't really matter who he's facing. He can rack up 10Ks in six innings. He does tend to labor a bit, so he probably doesn't go beyond six. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just probably not going to get there because, again, I don't make enough lineups. I have a hard time justifying it. They're asking way too much for Kyle Hendricks today. That's an egregious price, especially against the Dodgers. No can do. Uh, Rich Hill, I can't do it there against the Cubbies. Uh, if you have any thoughts on those guys, like I like Gibson. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to get there as far as the price. Maybe he's sort of in the middle of, like, the tweeners uh, and, you know, all the way up at the top. Richards is a pretty decent pitcher in a good ballpark, but this Pittsburgh lineup does not strike out much at all. They're basically like National League uh, Angels version. Um, I have nothing there until Haney. What what are your thoughts as far as those guys? Anything you want to add there? Anything you want to disagree with? No, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, Not sniffing those guys. Um, Off of Scherzer, Cole, um, maybe some Snell. I'm going right down to that mid-tier with with Haney and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are talking about your boy Heaney. I'm happy to have you on the show, not just for that reason, just not just to have you on bugs, but I want to hear you talk about Heaney because he's been he's the he's been the, the you know the epitome of 2019 baseball. Uh, small sample size, obviously, like in what 18 innings or something like that. He's got a 41.8 percent K percent and, and a home run the home run per nine at 3.24, which is insane. Uh, so he's striking everybody out. If he's not striking out, he's probably giving up a home run, or at least he's. Uh, he's definitely done that plenty of times this year. Again, super, super small samples. Uh, in Tampa, uh, obviously great ballpark to pitch in. Presumably the, the lights will stay on continuously th- throughout the night. Uh, 
Tampa, man, what a disaster. One night the, the lights are going out. One night the, the, the ball's hitting off the speaker uh, and they're catching. Yeah, what's going Yeah, they're going to move. I think it's, they're trying to get a ballpark there, but it's, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, unfortunately. What are we doing with Heaney? Because, like, we want K's. And if he gives up a homer or two, that's, that's just fine, like we saw the other day. Not to say he's Verlander, but we saw Verlander, what, strike out 15 guys and give him three homers. And we saw the other day uh, yesterday with um, uh, Gray for Colorado. Just, sure, give up three runs, but strike out 10 guys. Uh, give me your take as far as Heaney, because uh, he seems to, to pop. Him and Erod is sort of the conversation as far as the next year. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I can't disagree with anything you said there. Um... You know, the only red flag would be if, you know, the lights don't, you know, come back on. I think that was <laughs> yesterday. I mean, obviously, they're they're going to be cautious, the Angels, with all these guys. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know what you're going to get from Haney for everything you said. Um, and he does it by, you know, changing the eye level with his fastball and then using his slider. Um, so, yeah, there's no re- real red flags for me. The matchup, you know, you look at it on paper – it, you know, the Rays are a good team. They've got some power, but they also strike out. And that's just really suited to any strengths. So, yeah, you fire up the old plate IQ here, Boggs. And talking about striking out, that's kind of an understatement because there's not one guy in this lineup that's not in the red or in the pink as far as striking out this uh, this season versus, versus lefties. We're talking about collectively 25.1%. The guy that strikes out the least uh, is Diaz and Fan at 22.5%. Uh, it is backloaded a little bit as far as their bigger K guys at the bottom of the lineup for what it's worth. But, um, and it feels like a great tournament spot. Like you could pick out a couple homers, like I must say, Garcia they can definitely go, go yard. I don't mind Zanino as far as a one-off as a catcher. Uh, certainly, you know, he's, you know, an all or nothing guy versus an all or nothing pitcher, at least as we've shown so far this season. Uh, I, I, he, it's Heaney versus Erod, and I'm kind of going back and forth. Uh, Jim, a take, what's going to bleed into to Rodriguez versus Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't really have a strong preference. I'm going to play both. Um, I like them both. I, they both are decent spots. Obviously, you know, Rodriguez has the softer matchup, um, but it's also, a, you know, pretty big park downgrade going into Baltimore. Uh, and he's a guy that, you know, is he's kind of turned the page this year. I got to give him credit, uh, but he's, you know, kind of like, Robbie Ray at least in the past you know and it's sometimes really difficult to, to watch him especially if he's not on but um he seemed to at least figure some things out this year and it's you know he'll still have those long innings um, but the stuff's there and the good thing working in his favor is that you know obviously Baltimore strikes out but they also don't walk so they're just not patient enough and that's the type of pitcher you want to use against a team like the Orioles trying to see what we have as far as an umpire uh we'll check out the umpire data in that game do you have to have that in front of you as far as do we have a hitters umpire pitchers umpire for erod he's one of those guys that i kind of go out of a way to make sure i know what kind of umpire we have behind there but like you said he has been better this year uh if you fire up the old uh, you know the plate iq as far as it walks this season 7.1 percent which is fine uh, that's okay 25.7 percent as far as the k's we talked about baltimore not wanting the walk box uh, we got Alberto leading off, right? You know what his walk rate is versus lefties in this, you know, le- this year? It's it's 1.3%. He's like, you know, La Tortuga is like, dude, take a pitch, man. Like, this guy does not want to walk at all. Uh, we've not seen uh, – well, it's a small sample size as far as Santander. He hasn't walked yet. VR at 2.1%, Boggs. Uh, Chris Davis, when he's not striking out, he's not walking either. 
3% as far as walking. That's just terrible. Uh, collectively, 5.1%. I think that's a great point. Uh, this does not seem like a spot where Erod's just going to walk the entire uh, the entire lineup there. So, And they're not very good either. And they strike out a good bit, 22.8%. It's kind of backloaded as far as the K guys. Uh, nice to see Davis in there. Nice to see Broxton in there because those guys strike out a ton. <sighs> yeah. And so it, it's pretty concentrated, right? You pick one of the two up top or you even just play you play Erod and you play Haney together and have a little bit more fun as far as, far as the hitters. Uh, what else are we doing as far as pitchers? Because I, I'm having a hard time like going beyond that. I think I can make stuff work with just those four guys we sort of focused on, the two at the top, the two in the middle. Who else is jumping out for you? No one's really jumping out, especially from a tournament perspective. That's why I said it's just one of these nights where, at least from my opinion, I'm going to have to you know, eat some chalk, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, and like I said, I think you don't really mess around at pitching. Um, because after that, you know, where's the upside? I mean, sure, you got Bassett, you probably won't get lit up. Um, and you've got Davies playing the Giants, but again, yeah, not expecting them to get lit up. That doesn't mean I think that they've got uh, that strikeout upside to, you know, potentially carry you to the top of the tournament. So, yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's just the way it is, the way, way it feels tonight. Um, but I just really don't feel like messing around pitching. Yeah, I mean, great ballpark for Davies. You mentioned it. Like, the dude's got, what, a 15.6% K rate on the season. There's a San Francisco lineup that's projected to go out there today. has a you know 20, 19.5% as far as striking out. Uh, maybe from a run prevention perspective, he could be okay. But there's just no chance Davies is going to, quote-unquote, win you a tournament, like, outside of the fact that, like, rostering him and he puts up, like, 12 to 15 points or whatever it is, and he sort of opens up a whole new sh- a shuffle of hitters that you can't have. Uh, you know, if you're rostering more elite pitchers and all of a sudden the expected hitters go off. Like that, he gives you access to that, I suppose. But him himself, obviously, uh, I, I just can't see him like just going out there and dominating. I, I think, uh, you know, you mentioned the Hound. I don't mind him as far as Bassett. He seems like he seems playable. There's some Ks against Detroit, so I guess you can say Plucko, but like I don't feel good about it. Mats, I don't mind against St. Louis. Freed, I don't mind against Philadelphia. Um, but none of these other guys are really worth talking about as far as we can tell. Like, again, it's baseball. Anything can happen. Goofy things happen. Variance, yada, yada, yada. But it feels pretty clear who the, the best, you know, best pitchers are today as far as dollar for dollar, as far as building lineups. Yeah, and, you know, it shouldn't be that, you know, unless you're trying to game stack cores. You don't really – I don't think you really need to. There's enough value bats out there that can help you complement your lineup um and you know not just so many just like one you know one at each position there's a few um so again that's how you can differentiate a little bit um but yeah it's you hit the nail on the head i I just i'm not seeing reason to go down there i mean you know tyler molly might be yeah he's gonna be so popular go ahead talk about him i think he will be yeah this is just a guy that i'm not necessarily uh you know a believer in at least not yet um and there's a considerable amount of risk associated with him in that ballpark against, uh, you know, a Rangers lineup that, yeah, sure, they're inconsistent. Yeah, they lose a DH, but that top of that order, most of them lefties in, in, in addition, um, could really give only fits. So that's where I'm kind of sort of conflicted because, and then I always talk about I want the biggest sample size as far as pitchers to get, you know, the biggest, you know, uh, you know, it should like work out over time, but obviously these pitchers are fluid. Obviously they're changing some changing more so than others. And Male is a developing pitcher. And 
this is the guy who got absolutely annihilated, absolutely pummeled by left-handers early in his career. And he's not been good against him this year, but he's been better. Uh, and I, I think he's going to be, you know, a decent pitcher soon enough. And uh, he's trending in the right direction, let's say. And this Texas lineup is rolling out. I think it's six lefties I was counting at Chu, Mazzara, Cabrera, Odor, and Guzman. So I guess it's five lefties plus whatever the pitcher is. That, not that that matters so much. But, you know, Male this year, this is just this year, historically he's been worse. But we're talking about a Woba of 378 and an ISO of 263, and it's not a great ballpark and a K percentage of under 20% versus lefties. He's really, really good against righties for what it's worth. Like I would not roster a righty against him. And I do think he's kind of sort of somewhat interesting. And maybe the argument is he gets a couple enough Ks against the righties where he can, you know, survive giving up a solo homer or two versus these lefties. Well, Did he keep enough? Yeah, I mean, well, the problem is is that you got to look at the pitcher on the other side. It's it's Chavez and probably, you know, he's probably not going to go longer than two or three innings, maybe four at max. So you're going to have a left-handed pinch hitter come in in, in a spot, you know. So he's it, – it's just uh, – there's too much risk there for me. Um, and it's it's just uh, – again, I'm not 100% sold on him uh, yet. So that's why I'm not messing around with him. That's a good point. Yeah, he might not – Chavez might not even bat, like you said. He, he pitched one inning on the 12th. He pitched a, an inning – not even he, he pitched the one batter, I believe, or a couple of batters. There's a third of an inning. On the 12th, he pitched in the 10th as well. Chavez basically an opener, essentially. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point that maybe Bale, I don't know what lefties are working on the bench, to be honest. I'm trying to see who did not crack that Texas lineup. But off the top of my head, I think there's so many out there. Because I, I was accounting for six and only five are in there. So maybe he'll pinch hit or, or get double swapped at some point. Somebody mentioned in chat, I was kind of keeping an eye on it. I want to see if there's any pitchers we were neglecting. And they said, you know, what about Richards? He's been really good. And like I kind of mentioned in the passing, so he's got league average stuff as far as the K potential, 22.3% this season. But his Pittsburgh lineup, again, we reference it's kind of like the Angels. It's not that great necessarily. And from a Wilbur perspective, it's been pretty good against Brady's. Uh, if we're being fair, the top five, top six guys or so are in the green. But striking out at 17.3% collectively, it's not a big number. Um, I just don't know what the upside is. I guess, you know, Richards can go out there and pitch six and get one runner and run and get the W and you know, get like five or six Ks, and that's fine, obviously. But I don't need it. It's okay. I'm not going to discourage it, but that's sort of where I'm at. Yeah, that's it's just, uh, again, you know, I just don't see the upside, of, you know, to, to pivot to him off of uh, Rodriguez or, or Heaney. You know, if I think he would probably be better suited for cash games, and, you know, I don't think he even needed to go there, you know. So, no, not, not for me. Uh, again, he, I think you were very clear, and I agree with you that there's no upside against this lineup in terms of strikeouts. Sure, he could maybe go – maybe that means he goes a little deeper. Maybe he doesn't, you know, get lit up. But there's a handful of those guys in this slate, and we're trying to target some strikeouts. Fox, we're going to talk, pitch, uh, talk hitters now. Um Talk to me about maybe one or two hitters that are kind of sort of your core plays. Who is somebody you're going to be building around before we go around the horn and give our favorite plays in each position? Well, it starts with the course field, both sides of that game. Um, the Padres, I mean, they always seem to hit what hit well in Colorado. Uh, it doesn't take them, a, you know, a game or two uh, to, to get things going. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you can talk about Machado, how he's underpriced. Uh, still waiting on that lineup to come out, but for the most part, it's going to be the usual suspects. And then on the, the flip side, Colorado, you know, no Arenado, but 
that just makes it a little bit more affordable in terms of stacking. So I like both sides of that game. Don't expect to disappoint. And then uh, you got to love the Red Sox really top to bottom. Bummer. There's no Mookie bets tonight, Yeah, but kid Chavis, he's going to get the opportunity leading off and he hits bombs. <laughs> so like the rest of the, a lot of these guys in that lineup. And we, we all know Baltimore can, can give them up in bunches. So uh, it's definitely Coors Field and the Red Sox for me. Ortiz drawing the start here for Baltimore. He's no prize. He's like uh, the number 18 uh, prospect in the Baltimore organization for what it's worth. He is a former first rounder from like five years ago or so. Uh, I was checking out his numbers in the minors this year. It's like 50-ish innings and like 14 or 15 homers and a bunch of walks and not, in, not a lot of strikeouts. That's a bad combination. And, and that's why we're looking at a team total for Boston at 6.24, despite the fact that like Betts is, in, is not in the lineup and, you know, the back half of that lineup's not very good with Holt and Vasquez and, you know, Nunez. Uh, so it's Ortiz. And also they're locked in for the nine innings too, which is beautiful as well. Uh, love the top of that order. And, and you mentioned Javis and, you know, he's obviously not the same guy he was a month ago and he definitely uh, overshot, you know, coming out of the gate. He's not going to be that good, but, you know, how good does he have to be? And Luis Ortiz is the guy, you, you know, somebody would, he would see in the minor leagues, not necessarily in the majors. I don't think this guy's ready just yet for Baltimore. So uh, definitely like the Boston side. Uh, catchers, we don't have the roster a catcher on fantasy draft. You can if you want, but uh, a site like DraftKings, they force you to roster a catcher. What are we doing today here? Usually we just got to sort of spend down, especially if we're spending up on our pitchers. Is that the strategy once again today? Yep, and you even get a guy who's a little bit underpriced in, in course field and hedges. You could play him, uh, but yeah, it's it's a bummer. You know, I I used to like to pay up for for a Buster Posey uh, in certain spots, um, or you know, the guys that can hit. Really, it's just that it's just the way it's been going for me. At least when I'm building teams this year, it's basically punt at all costs. Um, but if you're not into that. You know, really the only few few guys I'd pay it for would maybe be Mitch Garver. Um, he's over. He's overpriced. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying, and really, I would only play him as as part of a twin stack. So it's it's uh, it's slim pickings, as it has been all year. Um, but that's just the way it is. So I, I'm, I'm really spending down hedges. You know, you can make a case for Zanino. Um or you can really go all the way down to the, the Cam Gallagher's of the world. <laughs> Cam Gallagher, he is 2.3K. When, when he's not smashing watermelons, he's, uh, he's striking out versus whoever he's playing against. He's not particularly good, but he is cheap. He's playing the role of what uh, Maldonado is getting a day off there uh, for the Royals. Uh, but, but you mentioned, you know, Minnesota. And Minnesota's another one of those teams, like, you know, I'm kind of conflicted on Molly. I don't really know if there's Molly today. I don't know if to do with Minnesota. The Twins have a team total of like 5.8, which is a big number, obviously. They're facing Brad Keller, who's not a particularly good pitcher. But one thing he does well uh, is he get he gets ground balls, he subdues fly balls, he doesn't give up homers. You know, we're talking about a guy who gives up a .42 homers this season per nine. Uh, you know, obviously that's kind of baked into the ballpark he pitches in. You, you know, he definitely gets a, you know, warning track power as opposed to homers going over the fence. And he's been lucky from, a, you know, a homer in the fly ball perspective, 6.3%. Yeah, so what are we doing against Keller? Because, again, not very good. The Sierra suggests like 539. It suggests he's been lucky. Obviously, the home and the fly ball suggests he's been lucky. What are you doing with the Twins? Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, for good reason. Uh, they're, they're priced up. It's not that easy 
load up on these guys. But for me, it's really going to be, uh, you know, full stack, probably sacrifice uh, pitcher um, or, you know, bait them because it's really hard to pick one-offs from this lineup. They all can hit and have been hitting. Uh, but I just, I don't get the, uh, I, if you're asking me, like I'm making three, you know, main lineups, tonight, okay. Boston, San Diego, and Colorado. Um, the twins, I'm not going to completely fade them, but they're just, uh, they're, they're not going to be a part of my court tonight. Yeah. And they're not particularly cheap either. And I do think they're interesting for tournaments, obviously. I know it's kind of a cop out, but they're on my list of, of teams I'm looking at. I'm not sure if I'm going to get there, but I don't mind the idea of rolling a stack out or a couple of one-offs or something like that. But again, the tricky part is, you know, Keller has not yielded many homers, no boomstick in the lineup for what it's worth. No cruise. Uh, you did mention hedges. And like, as far as playing tournaments, Austin hedges is not good. Like this, it's, it's only because it's force field and he's cheap. Right. And we're not sure he's in the lineup yet. We just, just said, we presume he's going to crack it. If he does, he probably bats eight. You're okay. Rostering kind of sort of a crappy catcher at a higher ownership. Like you just want to be different, different elsewhere. You're cool with that. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, ultimately see how highly owned he is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it at all. If you've got a punt, got a punt. Um, but you could do a lot worse. And he actually has a little bit of pop. He's certainly not someone you could trust, uh, but he's got a little bit of pop. And you know, again, you could do worse uh, punting of the catcher in course field. I really like the Zanino one-off. Uh, like he's gonna either strike out. And this is like we always talk about strikeout or homer. Who was the guy? Like Adam Dunn was always like the free outcome guy, strikeout homer or walk. It feels like Zanino's gonna strike out or homer. Probably strike out, but he might homer. Maybe a fly ball. I Absolutely. Know. I mean, we talked about it. He need, he can give up. He can give up the long ball. Uh, and Zanino, he's got pop. Again, I still lean towards a guy like Hedges or even going all the way down, but. Um, yeah, I've got not, nothing bad to say about him. I don't like first base today, Boggs. It's not very deep. Uh, are you with me on that? Uh, I mean, kind of. Um, I mean, there's depends what the set you're playing on, uh, but there's if you're talking position eligibility, there's probably going to be at least three uh, from Coors Field. Obviously, Chavis has that eligibility in some sites, um, but again, it's it's really I don't really much love. A lot i've just really focused around those those three teams that i mentioned um but i guess you could say a, a little bit um that it's it's uh, a little thin the new my, uh, oh go ahead go for it no i was gonna say my screen just froze up on me i lost all my pages i don't know who's i, I don't know anything i'm nothing without my screens i'm nothing without my pages Bob's like uh i'm doing this off the dome but you know just because you talk about depending on, depends on where you're shopping uh, Goldie is not a guy I necessarily need. It's not like jumping off the page is a good play, but you know, you'll roster anybody for the right price. It kind of sort of makes sense. And he's too cheap on DraftKings. He's too cheap uh, on fans draft. Of course, on fans draft, you don't have to play first baseman, but uh, I like him just because the, the price kind of puts you there. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Indians just yet, but the Indians are definitely well positioned today too. So I don't mind Santana. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get there as far as the funds. You mentioned Chavis. Chavis, I know, is first base eligible uh, on DK. So certainly he's in play too. Uh, who are the two or three or four guys? Because that's that's basically my list. I feel like I might be missing somebody. Again, this is off the dome, but I'm struggling. But uh, t- tell me some of the names that are popping for you as far as first base. Yeah, well, you got Murphy and McMahon uh, from the Coors Field game. The Padres lineup, I think, just came out. Um, you got Hosmer in there and your boy Hedges. Um, 
but it's it's uh again there's not a whole lot of you know areas i want to get off of because the three main teams i'll have a first baseman that i want to roster so uh yeah i mean if you wanted to punt uh, i'm not doing with chris davis but you could go down to a tyler white who's in the lineup cheap has home run upside um aguiar is interesting but it's in san francisco and that's just a, a ballpark that I don't like rostering hitters from. Is he officially in that lineup? Do we have Milwaukee's lineup just yet or no? I don't think so, right? No, uh, but he, I mean, if he's not in the lineup, then they should send him down to, to the lineup. <laughs> that's a good point. And you presume he's going to crack it over Thames versus the lefty and Pomerantz? I guess that would make sense. And good news, Boggs. I was this close to opening. I almost opened Safari as like a, as a plan B and like, oh boy. But side note, fun note, uh, D-Train, our fabulous multitasking producer, he prefers Safari as a browser. That's that's contrarian, is it not? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Throwing D-Train underneath the bus. Uh, anything else at first that kind of sort of pops in? Hosmer, I'm not sure if you mentioned Hosmer or not, but he's certainly a first baseman that's worth talking about. He's kind of sort of, you know, more of a name than a bat, I guess, kind of sort of, I suppose. Well, maybe more of a contract. Maybe he doesn't love that contract. That's not like fair. You know, he's sort of, they were willing to pay him that. He's not going to not take it. Um, all right, Keystone position box. I'm always happy to say the Keystone position to you. Second base, who do you have for me? Uh, yeah, Chavis, <laughs> uh, McMahon. <laughs> Obviously, Murphy doesn't get second base eligibility anymore, but uh, it's it's another spot though. And I'm started making, you know, some teams that uh, I don't really want to punt at. And I was hoping that the kid Mayfield from Arizona, or uh, Astros would crack the lineup tonight. That's not the case. But again, I kind of touched on earlier. There's a lot of punt options. Um, you could talk about Robertson from the Rays, uh, Jose Rondon. Maybe he can get a hold of one off of CC. Um, Kipnis, I don't really like him against left handed batters. Um, and then also, you got the, the kid, Nicky Lopez. Uh, if you're not a believer in Gibson, uh, who's I think he's back second. In, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't see him jump up to the two hole. That's kind of sort of somewhat interesting as far as Lopez. Lopez is the same price. Uh, this is on on DK on fans Jeff. I'm, I don't know if I'm playing either of these. I don't know if either one makes sense. But second base feels like probably a punt spot because we'll talk about shortstop in a second. Shortstop feels like a spend up spot because there's so much opportunity cost because shortstop is loaded today. At least that's my perspective. And I, I have Kipnis kind of in my, my shell lineup and Carpenter, you know, left-hander. It's not ideal, but there's a decent chance, Boggs, that he only sees Carpenter twice and, you know, gets a ready out of the pen versus next two at-bats. That certainly can happen. And he's super cheap, obviously. I, I think an interesting move for tournaments would be to spend up at second base because it seems like, you know, doesn't it make sense, you know, your quote-unquote optimal lineup, you're probably saving at second, correct? Yeah, um, just kind of based on, uh, you know, unless – uh, you know, from the Rockies, I ha- I do have interest in, in McMahon. Not so much the kid Rogers, but uh, McMahon certainly is on my radar. Um, and then actually I just saw someone bring up in chat, you know, the, the A's I think are, I don't know if they're sneaky because they, they're all you know, pretty much underpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pinder's a guy I like to use against left-handed pitchers. Yeah, and Marco Gonzalez, we've definitely seen him. Uh, we've seen him implode more than once on this season. For sure, uh, you know, a couple times ago against your Halos, actually. Well, last time out, he was fighting against the Halos. Before that, the the Angels absolutely destroyed him. Uh, they put a little up for what ten runs or so, or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's been up and down for sure, Gonzalez, and he's not going to miss many at bats. And 
you know, we haven't talked about Chapman. Chapman's still are well priced as well. Uh, like you said, and Chris Davis and the outfield team's a little bit too cheap. The Oakland side, of course, not the Baltimore side. Um, what are we doing at the, and you mentioned Chavis, maybe, Ch- maybe playing Chavis at second and getting another first baseman or something like maybe people might not do. I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but uh, get yourself basically two first basemen that way. Uh, hot corner, third base, no Arenado. What are you doing as far as third? Uh, I think it's a good time to talk about Machado. And, you know, uh-huh. obviously, home run game, he's going to be the mega chalk tonight. Yeah. I wouldn't fade, I'm not going to fade him as part of a Padre stack, but he's going to probably be the highest owned player. Um, maybe we've seen all season long. Uh, <laughs> For a 15 game slate or just any slate? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, not like a two game slate, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, on a 15 game. I mean, again, we usually see ownership spread out in these situations, but because he has multi-position eligibility, because he's underpriced, because he's in course field and he's in a good spot, um, I think we might see him probably, I don't know. I'm not good at predicting ownership. I don't care too much about it at times, but he's definitely a guy that I don't really, I don't really want to force into my line. So I'm okay fading him outside of, Padre stacks and you know, just kind of hoping for the best. I don't really like to do that. Like I said, I'll eat chalk all day long, but um, he's in a pretty damn good spot here tonight. Yeah, I uh, I think he's going to be uh, heavily owned as well, and all for, and for good reason. Obviously, like you, like you said, and all around the industry, especially DK, especially Fansdraft. He's what four three on DraftKings on Fansdraft. He's eight point two k, which is just I mean egregious price. But uh, you know, obviously, he hasn't had the most ideal of seasons. But Jeff Hoffman is uh, one of those guys, you know, in Coors Field, uh, the combination of those two can certainly correct that in a hurry. I mean, if you want to say recency bias, you know, he banged up those two homers last night too. Team total around six. The lineup is out for San Diego for what it's worth. Tatis, Naylor, Machado, Hosmer, Renfo, uh, Myers, Kinsler, and Hedges is in there. Chalk Hedges uh, did crack the lineup. Um, give me the pivots away from Machado because I think you can play Machado at shortstop too. And there's another, I think, uh, guy, the combination of Machado and like Jose Ramirez like makes so much sense in cash games today for two pitcher sites. Then, you know, they're just too cheap on DK. They're too cheap on fast draft. And obviously for tournaments, you can basically fade anybody in baseball. Uh, give me the pivots at third away from Machado. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but you, you got Devers hitting cleanup for the Red Sox. It's a great spot. Obviously, since we don't have Arenado, um, the guy, the, the usual suspects. I mean, you got Chapman underpriced. You got Jose Ramirez, uh, who's you know almost egregiously underpriced, but he has been struggling. Um, but I think in terms of a pivot, there's not so many in that price range that I'm necessarily in love with. Uh, maybe Suarez, he's kind of interesting, but I think if you could find a few extra hundred dollars, getting up to a guy like Breckman uh, is probably the way I'd go. It's funny you say Bregman, and I'm not. I don't disagree. But I was just gonna throw out uh, like Rendon. Like you can, it's so easy to say. Like here's this really talented player. It's gonna be super low owned on a 15 game slate because there's many of those guys you can pick out. But Rendon's gonna be basically ignored. Uh, Ray, you know, pretty solid pitcher, but historically does give up some hard contact to right handers, and we know how Rendon absolutely annihilates the southpaws throughout his career too. And the price is probably too high as well. But when tournaments 
you almost sometimes embrace a bad a, a bad price. And for Jose Ramirez, it's just I guess we'll talk, kind of talk about him. But you know, uh, you, maybe you play Jose Ramirez at third, and you play Machado at shortstop. That's something I'm probably going to do because Ramirez, I know he's been terrible this year, and last year he probably overachieved. But at least he's walking, and he's when he's getting on base, he's he'll swipe a bag for you, so you can kind of sort of get there that way. Uh, score a run too. We you know we suspect Cleveland's going to score a fair bit of. Fair amount of runs. They have a total over five against Detroit. Carpenter in that bullpen, not very strong. So, uh, and again, it's all sort of baked into the price. Uh, like, like Ramirez, a good bit. Let's jump to the shortstop position, then the outfield. Then we're going to get your stacks. Then we're going to get uh, a couple guys that are going to bang out some homers for us, Fogs. We'll do a screen share today. Maybe we'll show a, we'll show us, we'll show the umpire data, if nothing else, but we're definitely going to pull a, Little, a little premium peek show the people out there if they're not RJ premium subscribers, some of the things that they uh, are missing. Give me some shortstops here, Box. It's the same suspects, man. Uh, people are going to get pissed at me, but uh, <laughs> you like Tatis, you like Story, um, Bogarts. They're not cheap. Leaving Lindor, these guys aren't cheap, but they're, they're going to be, and for good reason, um, heavily featured in many of my lineups tonight. I just, uh, it's a premium position. I like to pay up for it. I don't have a problem punting it, but the punt options, you know, aren't, aren't, aren't as many as there are, in, you know, at second base, at catcher. And these guys that are highly owned are just in fantastic spots. So um, those are the guys I'm rolling with. Can't really make a case uh, or pivot because they're all kind of in that same price range, but. If you want to leave off Tatis from a Padre stack, uh, that's a risky proposition. Yeah, leading off uh, in Coors Field probably gets a, those five ABs, I presume. Uh, and like you said, it's loaded. <clears throat> Tatis, Story, Bogarts, Lindor, uh, Polanco we didn't mention. Uh, there's just so many guys at the top there as far as shortstops. And all the other dudes are just going to be completely ignored, like Baez versus Hill. Like nobody's going to roster him, and it doesn't make sense from an awful perspective. But, of course, he's got plenty of upside. Uh, and you said talk about punting at shortstop. Like, I don't even know who you'd punt with. Like you said, like, who's who would be the punt? I have no clue. Uh, I, I don't have anybody for you. I got nothing. You, know, you don't know anything about your boy, uh, Yadio Rivera? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, but I think, I, again, I said, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know I'm, if I'm punting that position or, or second base, you know, a guy like Jose Rondon, and it's not something I get excited about, but. Um, you know, CC against right-handed batters, he's kind of just a pitch-to-contact guy. So, in that ballpark, hoping he can get a hold of one if you're looking to punt there. But, yeah, there's no real middle ground uh, or guys in the middle. Um, you know, maybe Gregorius. It's interesting, you know, if you're not kind of like me, taking yeah. away approach on Gilito. I mean, that price is very attractive. Uh, I think he still might go overlooked because people are just a little bit uneasy or tentative. Uh, about that Giulio situation. So he's a guy that I think has some decent value that I, I, I would take a stab on. So the strategy question, like if you know that everybody is going to be spending up at shortstop and spending down at second, which kind of sort of seems like the that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and I know you said, you kind of said you don't care about ownership too much, depending on, I, I can just hear like on crunch time, like JSU is going to be on crunch time later today. And I can just hear him saying something to the effect of, uh, and I have no idea. I'm just sort of speculating. This is something that I can, I can hear him saying. It's just like, well, why not spend up at second and spend down at shortstop? And again, you can't say that without having the names on, on layaway. And I just don't know who the names are, especially from a shortstop perspective. But like you said, Gregorius can for sure uh, bang one off Giolito. But like, you're just kind of going to kind of go with the herd, it seems like, 
and spending up at one of these shortstops. Again, there's a whole bunch of them that are good. So you got to pick the right one. Uh, and spending down second, that's probably where you're going to land. Yeah, and uh, I stack in tournaments, and I pretty much only play tournaments these days. Um, so that's just the, the kind of focus. Uh, I don't want to leave any of these guys off, off the stack. Um, so that's the kind of perspective I'm going with. Let's knock out some outfielders. There's a lot, of, obviously, that are in play. We live in the world of the salary cap. So, you know, Blackman's expensive. Uh, I'm not sure if I can get him my cash lineup. I really want to. I'm trying, but it's really difficult. Uh, how much are you prioritizing Blackman and that entire, the entire course slate when it comes to the outfield? Well, I have a lot of interest. Uh, he's going to be a tough fade um, really all around, but uh, he's tough. he's probably definitely going to make it into my Rocky stacks. Um, you know, Tapia, he offers a little bit of relief. Obviously, Dahl, big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes I, I'll leave off a leadoff hitter, but Blackman is uh, not a guy that I, I feel easy about fading in any any given matchup that I'm you know, loading up on the Rockies. Yeah, he's not a leadoff hitter that's, that's easy to fade. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a tough fade for, like, Joe Panic. if you're stacking the Giants for some reason. You're, you're finally leading off Joe Panic. Um, away from course, where are we looking? I, I mean, I, I talked about Boston. We talked about Boston. Jenny, Jenny Martinez feels like one of the most likely guys to hit a homer today. We talked about, you know, the struggles that uh, Ortiz has had in the minors as far as keeping the ball in the park, and now he's got to face Jenny Martinez in a hitter's ballpark, you know, Martinez has just uh, got tons of pop in that bat and decent chance, assuming things are going fairly well. And we think things are, things are going fairly well. He grabs those five at bats uh, against the Ortiz in that Baltimore uh, pen. We, we might see Straley. I think Straley's lurking. There's a chance like Dan Straley makes an appearance, which is pretty exciting. Uh, give me some other outfielders that kind of sort of make sense to you. I kind of mentioned Chris Davis in passing. Yeah, all him. the Oakland guys. Those are the guys that are, you know, very reasonably priced. Um, Fortunately, it looks like Piscotti's banged up. Um, He's got an ear, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit unfortunate because he was underpriced. But like second base, we talked about Pinder, Chris Davis. Um, The lineup is much better against right-handed pitchers. But, you know, Gonzalez, he's nothing to to be afraid of. So uh, that's that's that mid-tier range of guys that you can – Start with Chris Davis, Pinder. Those guys are the ones that I'm looking at outside of the obvious. Uh, dating back to last season, 94 innings, we're talking about Plucko's giving up over two and a half homers per nine. Uh, Castellanos is too cheap. I like Castellanos. He's a guy that just might fit my cash game build. Uh, I, I think he's a pretty solid play. You know, Plucko is somebody I want to pick on with, with, with some power that's Detroit side. There's just not a lot of options, but Castellanos is the guy that kind of jumps off the board for me dollar for dollar is a pretty solid play do you have a salary saver on the outfield i know you mentioned all the oakland guys is there anybody else that's kind of sort of in that conversation or uh yeah it's, it, there's not a lot of cheapies unfortunately yeah i mean there's a there's a there's a couple um you got uh, from that same game you just mentioned you got harold castro and Plucko. he's 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 struggled more against the left-handed batters um not so much a salary saver, but you got you mentioned Castellanos. You could play Christian Stewart. You could play Nico Goodrum. Guys that have pop, um, but certainly can strike out with the best of them. But yeah, if you're looking for the punt, uh, Harold Castro. Um, all right, let's go ahead and jump to the screen share. See what's going down as far as the pitchers. We talked about. We want to get some umpire data going for y'all. If you've not taken a peek, by the way, for the record, uh, West is considered to be a neutral umpire. Um, I, that's probably he's, he seems kind of sporadic, right? Some days he's ornery, and he'll, you know, 
who knows what he's going to be up to behind the plate. But he is technically a neutral umpire there for Cole. Uh, I like to focus on the extremes. We got an extreme hitters umpire. Oh, boy. Ortiz has a hitters umpire there in Boston for what it's worth, and that's not really good for Erod either. Uh, not going to – do you freak out over this? How much do we care? I, I, again, I, 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 I notice it. I acknowledge it. Uh, <laughs> but it's – you know, there's only so many hours in the day I can't you know, <laughs> focused on, you know, these dickhead umpires. So uh, it's, it's not something that is going to frighten me. Uh, if it's, you know, super close between two pitchers, maybe I'll take it into consideration. But, you know, again, I hate umpires enough as they are. Um, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't let them dictate, uh, you know, where I'm going. Well, maybe this is the day of the umpires, Fox. This is the day they circle the wagons. And they, you know what? They get things right. And they start making the right calls. Uh, I like to look at the K props as far as the total projected for pitchers and not, not surprising enough, uh, Cole and Scherzer both at the same prop as far as eight and a half. But it's interesting. The juice is a lot heavier uh, on Cole for the over. So if you kind of look at that, they're suggesting that Cole is going is projected for more strikeouts than Scherzer. Step down to Hill at seven and a half, which is kind of interesting. Seven and a half, of course, there is juice. Uh, you know, th- they're suggesting that it's likely going to hit the under. Uh, Snell at seven and a half against the Angels, which is, ugh. I mean, that one feels like a sphincter clincher. I'm not really sure if he's going to get there. I suppose he can. But an E-run at six and a half. Anything kind of jump out here as far as the K-Fraps or just kind of sort of looks like standard what you'd expect? Uh, I don't really look at those. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, yeah. Vegas is, again, as I don't really base anything off of it. I don't think it's, you know, wrong or BS. If I did, I'd, I'd be living out there and crushing it you know, every, every single day, but uh, it's not something that really is, you know, sways me for a sport like baseball, same with hockey, especially hockey, um, but football. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I'm more interested in Vegas there. That's interesting. You trust Vegas the most when it comes to football? Well, I mean, it gotta be right. You know, otherwise they, they, you know, there's so much action in football that, um, you know, these books will be getting, can be getting crushed. So I feel like there's just it's it's something I just trust more. I mean, it, there's not so much variance in these other sports. So that part of that reason, you know, the, the total out there in Coors Field, what is it tonight? Like I believe it's twelve, which that's a big number. But okay, so yesterday, what was it like eleven and a half? I think so. Yeah. So I it's pretty consistent in terms of that. You know, it'll probably be like what eight in San Francisco. I don't think, see how that really is going to do anything, especially when there's probably going to be 20 runs on Coors Field tonight. All right. That's a, there's a bold call. You probably I, I didn't read your expert survey, unfortunately, but maybe that was – what was your bold call today in the expert survey? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really bad at these. Uh, so, But I think I put Boston's going to hit five home runs. There you go. That I mean, that's I, – I don't think that's too – and obviously it's bold. It's got to be a hot take or however you want to phrase it. Like if you don't want to say like – like, you know, the Rockies are going to score seven runs. That's not a bold call. Uh, all right. Let's uh, give, give me three dudes that are going to homer tonight and tell me your favorite stacks. I like Chavis to hit a bomb. Maybe lead off, hopefully lead off. Maybe double dog. Um, you know, Machado, certainly sure. Uh, I'll go with Dahl. And uh, give me a cheapie. 
I'll tell you the guy I want to hit a home run is Harold Castro. <laughs> He's in your lineup, so I said, right? He makes things yeah. work for him. Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Pinder if that can't qualifies as cheapy. That qualifies. And your favorite stacks, if people just tuned in right now, I think it's pretty clear who your favorite stacks are, but if somebody uh, wants a summary, who are we stacking up today? Red Sox and uh, Padres and Rockies. Do you have one that's kind of sort of off the board that you're not making enough lineups to get there, but you like you think it's kind of interesting if you're rolling at like 20 or 30 lineups today? Yeah. Um, Oakland, but again, I, I just ultimately think that that some of those players would be will garner some ownership. I don't think they're going to be completely off the radar. Um, but yeah, that's the one I was kind of kind of torn about. I, you know, I think for the extra survey, I put him as like a sneaky stack. Um, but I just uh, early I thought in the day, I'm, yeah, I thought these guys might fall under the radar. But I'm not so much. I'm not so sure that's the case now. Get to knock out as many questions as possible before we step aside and get uh, get out of here. Of course, of YouTube. You guys have asked some questions over there. Our fabulous multitasking producer, D-Train. He's been copying and pasting those questions and throwing them here in the uh, the Rotor Runners chat. If you guys in the RG chat, just ask those questions as is. We'll do our best to knock out as many as possible. Uh, first one I see here in the chat is Brantley versus Naylor. Who do you prefer? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I didn't need to look into that. I was actually surprised that he was in the lineup. Uh, you know, not so much for his bat, but you got outfielders that, you know, they don't have a lot of experience out there at course field. Mm-hmm. Don't typically crack the lineup. Um, they get, teams usually play the best, better defenders because it's so spacious out there. But um, if, if, if he's not like a candidate pinch hit for, um, I'd probably lean Naylor, uh, especially in a tournament. But uh, Brantley is certainly the better, better hitter and probably the, the better play. Reyes is lurking in the bench. Just kind of taking a look and see who's available there for San Diego. Uh, just kind of throwing it out there. What do we think about Aaron Sanchez? Um, I don't think much. I mean, he's, you know, a better real life pitcher than he is. Uh, he's cheap. I think that. <laughs> what do you think of Aaron Sanchez? Yeah, I, I'm not going there unless you absolutely have to, which I don't, I don't think I have to today. Um, but, you know, if, again, if you want to sack up that game in Coors Field, you're probably going to land on him. Um. Yeah, it's just you kind of plant taking him and praying. Any interest in the Hound Chris Bassett uh, for Fanduel tournaments? Uh, you know, I think he gets the win. I think he probably gets the the quality start. I don't like the strikeout upside so much. Um, yeah, but it doesn't really excite me that much in a tournament. Um, I think a lot of people. I haven't really been making lineups on FanDuel today, so I haven't really seen how those builds have been going, but I got nothing bad to say. Yeah, I mean, league average as far as the strikeouts, fast at 24%, and as far as that lineup, it's 22.5% striking out. I guess there is some strikeouts in there, but, you know, it, obviously they're trying to load up as far as the bats as opposed to selecting one of the arms. I kind of get it. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, Alvarez versus Mazzara. Hmm. Let's see the lineup. Uh, I, I'd probably, uh, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good question. Personally, I'd probably go with, you know, what I know, uh, you know, as opposed to the, the rookie, although he has been good. Uh, I might lean Mazzara, but I think, you know, Alvarez certainly has probably more, probably more upside in terms of maybe like a double donk. But I think Mazar is a guy that could certainly go four for four and in that ballpark could certainly hit a home run as well. 
I mean, Nova Mali's uh, historically issues with uh, with left-handers, especially from a power perspective. Uh, to Shields versus Austin Dean. Oh, uh, I might go with, with uh, your boy Dean. I mean, Mali's really good against righties. Uh, my issue with Dean, I guess it's a slight issue, but he can very easily turn to Curtis Granderson. He's also not very good. I guess they buried the lead, but he also can turn the you know. Uh, Curtis Granderson, if a righty comes into the game, if the situation kind of calls for it. I don't like either. I don't know what, what to tell you. Uh, give me a starting pitcher under 9K. I presume they're talking about DK, but I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, Heaney. Uh, if you had to pick one, I think between Heaney and, and, and Rodriguez, um, I, I prefer Rodriguez because of the matchup. Uh, but I think Heaney, he's probably going to garner some ownership, but I think if you're looking to pivot off of uh, what I think will be the highest owned pitcher in Rodriguez that Heaney won't be as highly owned. Uh, Rank these three. Speaking of Heaney, uh, Heaney, Erod, and Richards. Yeah, Erod, Heaney, and uh, Richards. Don't have a whole lot of interest in Richards tonight. Jose Ramirez or Donaldson? Jose Ramirez. I thought tonight would be the night he would take a suspension. I guess that's not happening. Donaldson at some point will get suspended. I, I don't think it's going to be upheld. I think it will be upheld, actually. Uh, Oakland stack, is it worth a look? You said you like the Oakland stack. Uh, any interest in Pomerantz? Nice ballpark. Yeah, but it's uh, it's, a, it's a too risky of a matchup. I know he was decent, even against the Dodgers in his last outing. Um, he, he's in that same boat with Bro, you know, even Zach Davies. Uh, you're going to better hope that your hitters go off because you're going to need them to when you know you're not going to get it be getting a lot of points in addition to risk with a guy like Pomerantz we got to step aside and get out of here Boggs uh give the people uh you know give them finish off strong give them like two or three maybe four strong sentences summarize the slate uh it's a lot going on you know 30 teams 15 games uh summarize it for them how, how do we attack it just uh, I, I would say don't overthink it. Uh, you can mess around with all these uh, pitchers, but I'm not going to overthink things. So I'm keeping it simple, keeping it pretty intact. Um, and yeah, it just uh, you know you could take risks, you could differentiate other ways, but you don't think, don't I guess don't overthink it is the way I'm looking at it. Fair enough. Uh, that's your baseball slate tonight. Stay tuned for crunch time if you guys are premium members. Raffle knockout, whatever weather is going on. I know it's JSU and I believe Huddle. I know it's a three-man booth, uh, but, uh, you know, you guys are premium. You guys know it goes down. Starts in 15 minutes. Take you guys off the lock. Answer all your questions. Talk about the slate. Roth is all over the weather. He's Boggs. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holler. Mm-hmm.